0: So last week, we saw the Bucs make a trade that I think we all agreed made them by far the favorites in the East, maybe the favorites in the whole league. Now, the Celtics answered by trading for Drew Holiday and putting themselves in an arms race with the Bucs. How do y'all feel?
1: Everything I said last week, all that Milwaukee and Five stuff, that's out the door. That's out the door. (laughs) My mind was instantly changed as soon as I saw this trade. I thought this, yeah, and listen, we're going to get into it. This was a fantastic move. For the Boston Celtics, and it was probably mm. the best one that that they can do. And I think it was. I think it was the best move that they've made all offseason.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's hard not to be right. So trading for an all star. They, I mean, signed
1: Jalen Brown. How do you feel about was, Porzingis or whatever? Yeah, they yeah.
2: re-signed Jalen Brown. They went ahead and got Porzingis, which is a fucking great player. He was borderline all star last season. Then on top of that, you end up with Drew Holiday, who is one of the best. One of the better point guards in the NBA today, and he fills in a lot of the gaps that they once had before. He's basically a better version of Marcus Smart. um So yeah. they, they did their
0: thing; they cooked for sure. Yeah, we're, we're gonna we're gonna get into that. We're gonna talk the ramifications for the Celtics, what their teams are gonna look like next year, how they compare to the other contenders in the league and the East. We're gonna get into James Harden drama talk about some media day headlines. And as you see by the title, we're gonna go through every single NBA team and name the breakout star for next year. Now, star might be used a little bit loosely for some of these teams, but you know what I mean, the breakout player for each team. It's gonna be great. Exactly.
2: To we lied again. It's a breakout player. Let's do it. But before <laughs> they go ahead and indulge in the episode, they have to go ahead and leave a like on this video. If you're watching on YouTube, talk to on all audio platforms, you got to go ahead and give us five stars. Download it. We all know you enjoy this pod. And then on top <laughs> of that, I think we're going ahead and doing a giveaway. We're giving away a PS5, actually. Ooh, We are. We are. Really? That's yep. the word
0: on the street. <laughs> yep. And two episodes we told you guys about it, what we're going to mm-hmm. do is. Give, like like Mo said, giving away ps5 how you enter simple you follow us on twitter that's it right now we're up to 2800 followers we had like 600 a couple weeks ago y'all are yeah. moving there quickly as soon as we hit 10k followers on twitter we're giving away that ps5 to one random follower again all you gotta do go to the description click on our twitter profile and follow us in a couple months that's once simple. we hit 10k you might get a ps5 it might just be sent to you who knows
2: That's simple bro let's get into it
0: The
3: cranium is crazy. Oh my God.
1: I mean, I really don't know know what to say.
0: Yeah, man. Let's let's circle back to the Celtics stuff. Let's start there. Donovan, I know you you just said that your Bucks and Five take is gone and that you think this is a great move. I want to hear from you first because you've been, along with me, but mostly you, been the most critical of the Celtics throughout this whole offseason. I have. Give me your first thoughts.
1: So I think that one of the biggest things that we've talked about for the Celtics throughout this entire era is the fact that like if you are trying to lean into Jason Tatum being the primary ball handler, your team is probably going to fail because he's not he's just not that guy. Right. Like he's not the <laughs> he's in terms of like he's not the Luka guy. He's not the, the hard yeah, guy. Explain you, what you mean, because
0: yeah. we're not saying Luke Tatum's not great. It's that he's not that specific type of player that should be the engine <clears throat> of an offense as a playmaker.
1: Yeah. So like when you're talking about guys like Luca, Harden, right? Braun, you can run your entire offense around him. They can run every single action. They can they can be the one getting the bucket and they can be the one facilitating for others. And so for yeah. Tatum, he's just not that level of playmaker as, as a Luca, as a Braun. And so if you're running your offense through him, hoping that he's going to be that level of playmaker, you're probably setting yourself up for failure. And so when yeah, you have him... That's the
0: best way to deploy him. You're forcing him to be something he's not.
1: Yeah, and so when you have him and Jalen Brown, and you know Jalen Brown has his issues that we've talked about, you don't have a facilitator. You don't really have a point guard. Bringing Drew Holiday in, like Mo said, you're bringing in a souped-up Marcus Smart. You're bringing in somebody who is a better perimeter defender than Marcus Smart was. You're bringing in somebody who's going to be better with the ball in, in his hands. And now Tatum and Brown are going to be freed up to just go out and get buckets. All day long and you have somebody who's going to be smart with the ball and you don't really (laughs) have to worry about how erratic they're going to be at the end of games like i this this really couldn't have been better because their major flaw is in my opinion it's solved right now they have they have other problems we're going to talk about that yeah yeah there's other things that they need to address but in terms of the one thing that was killing them for year in and year out that i think is solved and i think that that's why it's a win
0: Okay. I have a little bit different opinion, but along the same lines. Mo, Mo, what do you think? You go first.
2: No, yeah. I agree with Donovan for the most part. Like, Drew Holiday solves a lot of the issues that they did have, and he is a cleaned-up, more refined version of Marcus Smart because he's just, uh, he's in a couple of tiers higher of a score, phenomenal defense, and he is the type of point guard to where... I don't want to that he'll he'll calm everything down and help orchestrate the offense, but he can make the simple passes. I'm not going to sit here and say he's one of the best passes in the NBA or fantastic playmaker or anything like that. But with that being said, he's very solid at what he's do at what he does. And he's exactly what they need now, personally, like, you know, what I'm saying if you're asking me about do I have him over the bucks? Probably not, because I still put a lot of I still put a lot of expectations on, onto Jason Tatum's shoulder and also Jalen Brown. At the end of the day, it's up to them if they want to, if they can elevate to that level. Um, but overall, like I feel good about this trade. Now they did lose a lot of size and they're relying on, I don't know, 37, 38 year old Al Horford. And I feel like NBA fans have been waiting for his fucking knees to implode any minute now, bro. (laughs) So like that's kind of scary. But overall, they did good. But I'm not jumping up and down like, oh, it's over or the Bucks are like they have. It's neck and neck. It's still not neck and neck to me if I'm being completely honest with you. Because Drew's fantastic. But like he has his moments too, you know. Yeah. And he's not the when, type to don't think give me the ball. Get the, the fuck. It's not neck and neck now. I can't yeah, say it's neck I mean, and
0: neck. I think I. It's close to neck and neck. But we'll get to that later. After we talk about the team, wow. we're going to talk about them compared to every other team. So we'll save that. I think. This is great because by trading Marcus Smart, they have a clear need at point guard, right? Even before they got rid of Marcus Smart, Donovan, we were saying for years, like you said, they need a playmaker. They can't force Jason Tain to be that. You trade Marcus Smart, that makes that weakness even bigger of a weakness. Mm-hmm. So I think this Drew Holiday trade gets them back to where they were with Marcus Smart. I think Drew can replace him perfectly and is, looks say Drew's a little bit better of a playmaker than Marcus Smart because he's more of a dynamic off the dribble driver that can use that driving ability to create plays for others a little bit better, but like like most said, he's not a great passer. You know, he's not like he's not Rondo. He's not going to be out here filling their need exactly. You know, he's not going to make them go from having no playmaker to an elite one. They just have a playmaker, right? Like I think it puts them back where they were before. But what I think is interesting is they basically this offseason got rid of Grant Williams, Malcolm Brogdon, Marcus Smart, and Robert Williams, four players for two drew holiday and Porzingis that's in totality what they did so they're trading depth for basically two more star level players they didn't have before and I think the big thing we had neither one of you guys talked about is the fact they lost Robert Williams which I actually Mo did talk about that because he talked about being reliant on Al Horford's old ass yeah yeah so <laughs> I want to know what you guys think is obviously drew holiday you'd rather have him than Marcus Smart no matter how marginal the passing difference is he's a fucking way better player than Marcus Smart he's an all-star he has his flaws in the playoffs mm-hmm. but he's a better player do you guys feel confident enough that Christoph Porzingis is going to have a huge impact over what Robert Williams brought D- yeah. does that would you you'd clearly rather have KP than Robert Williams
1: it de- it depends I think a lot of it does depend on like whether Al Horford can hold up but I mm-hmm. do think that for two <laughs> guys who are like in any in any situation one of the tiebreakers might be like okay well one guy is going to be there and another guy is not. They're both kind of injury prone. And so when I'm looking at that, I think having KP there might give them a little bit more flexibility in terms of like running a two big lineup and that not, that might not tank the entire offense the way that it would have if you have Horford and Robert Williams out there. Yeah. Um, so I think that they can, they can do that. And let's say that Al Horford is cooked and we get to May or whatever and he's just not playing. If you put Porzingis at the five, then you can still... Have a lineup where you have your four best <clears throat> dynamic offensive players, and then you can still have Drew White, Tatum, and Brown. And with is like I think that's a really good closing lineup that you can run with yeah. and feel fairly confident in. I agree.
0: It's I agree. It makes it's them good. a totally different team. Yeah,
1: it does. It does. But they yeah, were banging. They were banging their head better. against the wall for three years, not doing like not accomplishing yeah. the ultimate goal. So you're changing it up.
0: Yeah, I think when we saw them at their best two years ago under Ime Udoka, it was because Robert Williams was fully unleashed. He was like all defense level defender, being that weak side help defender, playing alongside Al Horford. Al Horford was the center in the lineups, defending pick and rolls, and Robert Williams was defending the guy in the corner, coming in to help and just destroy everything at the rim. That yeah. was best case scenario for the Celtics that we've seen so far, getting them to the finals. So now you lose Robert Williams, you don't have that anymore. But also, last year under the new coach, Joe Mazzulla, they didn't... That wasn't the bread and butter anymore. He's a different coach than Yudoka and he was much more offensive leaning and whether it be because of that or because of Robert Williams' health, probably both, we saw his minutes kind of reduced to being like a 20, 25 minute get per game score, I mean player. And if that's going to be the case, I guess it makes sense to lose him because even if that ceiling of what could be if he's maximized is there, you're not playing with a coach that's going to want to maximize that and maybe his health doesn't hold up. So now by going to the Porzingis model you're just a lot more offensive leaning, I think. And obviously, you don't have as much depth. But just even your style of play is going to be entirely different. Like, either w- whether or not they play Horford or White in the starting lineup, they're going to be a five-out team now. Yeah. So that's just, you know, it's an entirely different look than what they were in previous years. And it's probably what was Joe Mazuda wants. So I guess my question is, Mo, do you have faith that that offensive leaning five-out, three-point shooting model that we saw a little bit of last year is going to be a better strategy than the defensive-oriented one from 2021?
2: At the end of the day, like it just all comes down to health between Al Horford and Christos Porzingis. I think God. it's probably not, it's not bad to go ahead and lean that way. I think the Celtics yeah. finished top five in defense last year <laughs> after getting off into a super slow start and everyone was panicking and whatnot. I remember that vividly. So I think they'll be just fine defensively, but... When it comes to teams targeting you in the playoffs, they are in a super vulnerable spot now because now you got Chris Osporzingis, you know what I'm saying? And Al Horford and those are like your two main options. And if something happens to those two, you know. Then <laughs> who you calling off the bench? Luke cornette thin, You want him jumping from the free throw yeah. line just like he? <laughs> like, like, what is he supposed to do? He is athleticism deficient. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, do I think it's a better strategy? Probably, because Joe Mazzu, like you said, all signs point towards like he's a three-point merchant. I was watching uh his <laughs> I was watching his interview with on JJ Reddick's podcast the other day, and it's clear as day, like you know, he's all into the numbers and stuff like that at first yeah. at least or at least throughout the regular season and they're going to cruise to it and they might actually in my opinion be the number one seed in the oh yeah eastern conference or maybe the entire nba bro it's very yeah, I, can vary, I can in very much see that world for but sure. my fear but problem, is just ha- exactly talk about it yep
0: yeah go ahead because you're saying you're gonna say your fears they fall apart in the playoffs before i cut you off
2: oh yeah I'll, i'm just saying yeah. like they're vulnerable and they have less when it comes to the big man front they have less options yep. to run to And that's what they're willing to give up.
0: you got to hope that they make it to the playoffs with those two guys who are not the poster of health. Well, at the end, we're projecting for Horford. He's shown us no reason to believe he's going to fall off or get hurt. He's been fine. But it's just, you know, it's any fucking day now and you're that old playing that heavy of a burden. But the question now is, for everything Drew Holiday solves for them, every year, this man shoots under 40% in every playoff series, he (laughs) falls apart and cannot make a shot. So I know we talked about that last week when we talked about uh, Milwaukee shipping him out and why we thought that was a good thing for the Bucks to not have that issue anymore. Does that concern you with the Celtics? Absolutely. Absolutely. Donovan. Real quick. Go ahead. I want to say Drew
2: Drew Drew Holiday is just a prettier version of Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart has some of the most <laughs> atrocious turnovers. He just did the most yeah. like, what the
0: fuck are you doing type things? I you know think, what I'm saying? I'm not super worried about it. I'll let Donovan go first. I think there's yeah. reason to believe it might get better for Drew. Well, what do you think of it?
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too concerned about it. I think when you are in Drew's situation over the last two years, it's really been him and Giannis trying to trying to run the offense. And Giannis is not the guy that's bringing up the offense. You know, that's bringing the ball up, setting everything up. And so a lot of the playmaking stuff has been on Drew, Mm -hmm. and a lot of like the playmaking and the scoring load has been on Drew. While also saying, "Hey, go guard the best player on the other team." That's that's not necessarily going to be what he's going to do in Boston. Like, Jason Tatum is still going to be responsible for getting buckets. Jalen Brown is still going to be responsible for getting all these buckets. KP, exactly. Now, yeah. now you have Porzingis there, so this offensive load on Holiday is not going to be there. So I don't think that even if he is, even if he does have like a subpar shooting. You know, slump in the playoffs. I don't think it's going to be too too detrimental. We're like the Bucks. Yeah. If Drew Holiday was off, oh, every everything's gone wrong because he's the best one and he had the best chance. If they if he starts thinking it up, hey, Derek White, you start you start playing well. Everybody else is fine and they they're, they're going to be okay. The the margin for error on Drew Holiday is much mm-hmm. bigger now that he's in Boston.
0: Hundred percent. I At think the, the end, decision making mm-hmm. that the Celtics made is based on. They're probably under the, of the belief that he was overtaxed in the playoffs That too much was asked of him Like you said mm-hmm. he's asked to be a creator, passer, and defender And I think with this role with this team He's going to be asked to think about the game like he's Rondo Like he's going to be shooting your open, be a spot up guy Don't obviously take away on the scoring end But focus on up upping your passing skills And focus on that more than you ever have in your career And I think we can not only see that him be a better passer Than we expected coming into this Obviously, more energy to put into defense. But his scoring is bad, mostly because he's forced to take all these mid-range jump shots in the playoffs and just driving to the rim, putting his fucking shoulder down, forcing it. And that's not really his best skill against the playoff defense. So if he's not asked to do that, you could probably assume he's going to have a more efficient outing in the playoffs when he's playing off of two other star ball handlers. Thanks. So I think you'll yeah. see my with strength shine more and the weaknesses be less of an issue with this roster construction. And at the end
2: of the day... This has to fall on Jason Tatum. I'm surprised I'm doing this. Donovan, I feel like I got your mask on right now. I'm bringing up legacies.
1: There is no excuse
2: for you to not like the coaches. Everyone is leaning on you and everyone gave you exactly what you need to go ahead and thrive everyone's talking about oh they don't have a point guard well you got a point guard now bro and also you have a a zooted up four a seven three sniper so there's no real reason for him to not elevate his own game um even though like yes like you know he's gonna be expected to he's he, he, he he's gonna be expected less to go ahead and play make but more to go ahead and be Pick his spots while also dishing out and helping Drew along. That so, so I still need to see that growth in order for me to fully believe. And can he itch to the top six best players in the NBA conversations, or and straight away from like the top ten? I don't know. That's Maybe. what I listen, want to say.
1: Listen, listen. You have you have by you know mask on or whatever. We're gonna we're gonna push that forward. The expectations that I have with the Celtics <laughs> this year are extremely high at this point, and I think that for Tatum. He's going to be in conversations for scoring leader. I think that he's going to be in conversations for MVP. I think that the Celtics, listen, as much as like, as bad as their meltdown was, they were in game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals last year. And so they now have, they shifted things around. They wanted to change up the formula. They've been in game seven of the Eastern Conference Finals each of the last two years. They have one opponent this season, and that's the Milwaukee Bucks. And so like both of them are championship robust, but I think that Boston right now is in a better position than Milwaukee. I think both of them have to figure mm. out some some of their depth issues. Mm-hmm. But like like Isaac was saying, they're gonna eat in the regular season. And because of that, like I think this is Tatum's time going into year seven, right around that time where people, you know, start entering their like prime prime. This is Tatum's this is Tatum's <laughs> moment to start racking up the accolades and the wins. And I think that like I think that he that he does. I think that this is the yeah. season that we see Jason Tatum go to even another level.
2: Something that yeah. Joe Malou's, Joe Mazzula said in the interview also is that Something we all saw on this podcast, all NBA fans saw across the world. The Celtics had no counters. And this is their opportunity, like you said, Isaac, for them to get creative as ever to do whatever they want on the offensive end. They have three players, well, every really like five players who can shoot the three, their three level scores. You drew, we seen a lot of times and moments of him last year on the Celtics getting to the post up. You know what I'm saying, and everybody on the team can do that. So it's like there's the ceiling, the sky is a limit, and there's no more excuses for any of that. Now Facts. they have comebacks yeah. on comebacks and counters on counters.
0: Yeah, they just like you said, they're a very, very versatile team, but also it's it's a weird it's a weird place to be in when you're shimmy versatile with your top six players, which are maybe the best six, top six in the league. But after that, you fall out dramatically, and in the playoffs, you're gonna have a six or seven man rotation. So you could say that losing death may also might make them less versatile because they have no longer have that lob threat big man, no longer mm-hmm. have the backup point guard. So they kind of like they can do what they can with those top six and be as creative as they can with them, but that's who they are. They're really bought into the identity of these top players. You don't have a lot of change ups in terms of roster personnel and putting in new lineups. You had to make those change ups within the players you have there. So basically, Joe Mazula is going to have to put on a coaching masterclass for this to be the best it can. So it'll Rasta. be a good test for him. Let's see it. Yeah. yeah exactly. So let's talk about them versus the Bucs. We're going to use this as a transition to get into an impromptu TikTok time thing. So instead of just doing the Bucks, I'm going to ask you guys to compare the Celtics to all the teams in the West. I mean, in the East. And we're going to talk about how they stack up against their competition.
1: All right. Sound let's good? do it. Yeah.
0: So... Get this TikTok hook in early in the show. Can you change it up a little bit? Are the Celtics better or worse than these NBA teams after the Drew Holiday trade? First off, the Los Angeles Lakers.
2: I'm going to have to sadly say better. I'm going to have to sadly say better, bro. This six is ridiculous. Drew Holiday, Jalen Brown, Tatum, Porzingis, all above the line defenders. And then you got Al Horford, old ass in the back. They're eating,
0: bro. (laughs) Still a great defender. Al Horford still hasn't fallen off yet.
1: In yeah, Facts. yeah I'm, t- I'm taking the Celtics. Their top six is just too nasty. I think they're better than, than the Lakers. I think the Lakers' depth might come, might come in handy if people start getting hurt, and that's where the Celtics are like very vulnerable. But if we're just talking about last five minutes, who's on the floor, I think I'm taking the Celtics.
0: Yeah, I might have more faith the Lakers can get out of their conference more because of that depth. Like the Celtics, one injury, and they're going to be cooked. But True. if it's series versus series, I'd probably pick the Celtics. Yeah. Okay, what about the Phoenix Suns? They're oh, better the Celtics easily, they're, bro. They're better. <laughs> <laughs> no, no hesitation. Yeah,
2: bro. No one on not. the Suns is playing defense for real. Kevin Durant is your best defender. You're not getting far. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the Suns will be good, but they're gonna win with shootouts, and the Celtics are gonna have a great defense. And listen, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Drew Holiday, and KP,
1: they're not gonna get outshot that easy. Like, those are some great offensive players. Exactly. These are two top heavy teams. But again, Boston Boston could go six deep where Phoenix stops three deep. And after <laughs> it's 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 Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, and then a lot of guys. Janitors. <laughs> exactly. I'm oh taking Boston. Okay. Oh
2: my gosh. Don't disrespect Nazir Little, man. He different. Let's relax. <laughs> oh my, Philadelphia
1: seventy ers oh, This is
2: not a question. Boston. Easy, bro. Boston <laughs> easy. Is not harden, harden they shouldn't be in the conversation, Denver, bro. With
0: them. Yeah, no, nah, okay. it's not even a question.
1: My bad, my bad.
0: The <laughs> Miami Heat—they
1: fumbled. They fumbled this offseason. season. I don't <laughs> think that the Heat are going to be better than the Sixers. So they, <laughs> I don't know they what their chances for real.
2: I don't know what Highsmith is going to do when he has to pick between guarding Tatum running at his face and Porzingis all the way at the corner. They're done,
0: dude. <laughs> yeah, I mean. The Heat pushed them to seven. La- I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, the Celtics pushed them to seven last year when the Heat were getting like the best case scenario run they could imagine. And now the Celtics are better. I don't see
1: a reason to not pick the Celtics. They better. They better pray that Caleb Martin can shoot again. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> right. The
0: Denver Nuggets.
1: Ooh. Ooh. This is tough. This is tough. This is good.
2: Wow. Jokic so- is going to destroy Al Horford, bro. They have no. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just. They have no chance. I'm stuck. I'm stuck.
0: And if he destroys he, Horford and poor guards it. Bro, oh it's God.
2: Lunchables, bro. It's a buffet. Holy <laughs> shit. All you can eat all day. Who are they going to. What are they going to do?
0: He's going to pull a James Winston. Uh, he needs to eat the W. <laughs> yeah, nah.
2: It's going to be close, though, because. Jamal Murray is going against an insanely tough defense. But if Jokic is truly as great as I think he is, I might have to lean
0: towards the Denver Nuggets. (laughs) And the thing Ah. is, though, they also... the Denver also has wing defenders in Aaron Gordon. Wing defender. Denver also has good wing defense (laughs) with Aaron Gordon manning it. So they're kind of equipped to hold up against the uh, Celtics' strength.
1: Probably. But if Michael Porter Jr. was shooting the way that he was in the finals, Boston... Boston can get this one fairly easily. I this one is close. If they played in a series, it's going to seven. This is gonna take a game winning shot to win the finals. Like these <laughs> they just seem so even on paper right now. I think I'm still going Boston though.
0: Listen, if, if it's super even, I'm gonna go to the gut team that has the best player in the world. And that's if, if Nikola Jokic
2: wants to play basketball that day for real, oh, it's over. He could he could end this <laughs> <it> at four. <laughs>
0: that's funny. Okay. Last but not least, the Milwaukee Bucks.
1: They they're, they're I'm better going than the bucks.
2: Oh my god, now you tripping. I'm going with the two best players. I'm tripping. I'm going with the two best players in that series. Jokic, uh Giannis and Dame.
0: Period.
1: Yeah. That's, that's not the two best players in in that series. Tatum is better than Dame.
0: Sure. Health- I think even if you think the Celtics have a more hmm. talented roster 1 to 5, I think the combo of Dame and Giannis and how they amplify each other's skills, that's going to be unguardable. The best two players on the Celtics are not unguardable as a combo at all. They're very good players, but them together don't make this unstoppable force that the Giannis and Dame pair do. I think that combined is going to be game-breaking.
1: Listen, the Celtics have shown, even even when they were fumbling series away, there's been one thing that's been consistent. They are not scared of the Milwaukee Bucks. They don't care (laughs) who is out there. And if you think that Drew Holiday is going to go play against his old team, he's going to have Dame in a straight jacket, once again, he's going to show Milwaukee: you guys messed up trading for Dame this man sh- is stuck on
2: 2018. That's not happening. Gonna,
0: <laughs> it's going to happen. He doesn't have he doesn't have Anthony Davis to blitz Dame every play this time. I yeah, think exactly. Be fine. <laughs> with Giannis, so y'all with underestimate, Giannis,
1: y'all underestimate the dog that Drew Holiday has in him. Do you think uh, this man nah, is not man. motivated?
2: It, it doesn't matter how big the dog is, bro. You're not stopping a Giannis pick and roll with shooters surrounding. Watch Drew Holiday him, do it.
1: Watch Drew Holiday do it.
2: <laughs>
1: what? Drew Holiday is Gary Payton this is crazy no he's
2: not not even Gary he thinks he's Jesus bro damn <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, give me the bucks but yeah we, we can talk about that a little more now that we're out of that TikTok segment I, I, I'm still picking the bucks I think the whole thing with the Celtics is they have four basically all-star level players and I think Chris Milton's going to be better next year and I think Brooke Lopez is still going to be one of the top three defensive player of the year finishers probably And if that's the case, I think they also have four like near all-star caliber players. And I think that that combination of Giannis and Dame together is going to be one of those pairings like we saw when LeBron and AD first got together, like we saw when Steph and KD first got together, that their skills complement each other so perfectly that it doesn't matter if you're more talented those two have the impact together that amplify each other that's going to be like impossible to game plan against yeah
2: i think dame's simply dame's presence on the milwaukee Bucks just amplifies and opens up an entire mystical wonderland of all these insane scenarios because dame's one of the three best pick and roll ball handlers in the nba and it's been like that for a minute now and he's never ever in his entire life has had to has gotten a chance to, or an opportunity to play with someone like Giannis, who's who commands so much opportunity or attention in the paint. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. with that being said, going back to the word opportunity, it's limitless, and everyone's gonna eat on this team because you're gonna have to give something up. You know what I'm saying? You can't. People
0: realize everything Giannis has done in his career so far has been with him being a creator and him being unstoppable, going at a guy one on one. You can't stop him. You know how impossible it's going to be to stop this motherfucker when he does that, but also you give the ball to Dame, and you have to deal with his gravity as a pick-and-roll ball handler? You have to throw bodies at Dame to stop him.
2: bro. That's going to leave
0: Giannis wide open to be the most unstoppable role man we've ever fucking seen. The best
2: players, on the best shooters on this team have been Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday and Pat Connington. You could also throw in Brook Lopez. I can't disrespect that man, too. But having Dame on air, arguably, in my opinion, the second best shooter of all time, Bro, there's just, there's no stopping.
1: Listen, listen, that's fair, but you're wrong, right? Because because listen, and the Celtics, as we saw last year, they moved into this like very heavy three point focused offense, but they were still working with this Ime Udoka roster. It has completely changed. And so now everything that they want to do offensively, they have the personnel for it. And so it's different trying to run, trying to just like, you know, go and chuck threes when Al Horford and Robert Williams are your bigs. Now, when you have Porzingis and he's the one that's taking threes, he's the one that's spacing the floor. It's going to be a little bit better. You have your second year, like you have a little bit more continuity. And again, like we've all said, they have a better version of of whoever they had at point guard in Drew Holiday compared to Marcus Smart. So I think like if the Bucs won, I would not be shocked at all like uh, 100%, like, why Why would that, you know, shock me? But I just think that, I think that Boston's continuity, I think that their offensive prowess from basically one through four with Holiday White and then the Jays, I think that's going to be able to, to take them a long way.
2: I have a question for Isaac. Do you think that, we're talking about offense, they have to play fucking defense, and for the most part I'm talking, I'm not worried about who's going to guard Dame. Do you think, Isaac, that they have... The potential to contain Giannis and eventually surpass him on the defensive end, which overall I think would be if they could, if they could contain him on defense, they might win that series. What do you think, Isaac?
0: You're asking, do I think the Celtics have the personnel to stop Giannis and slow him down? Yes. A fucking no? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> God, obviously not. <laughs> I mean, who's gonna be the primary defender on him? Christoph Porzingis?
2: Corzinius, maybe Tatum. I don't know what they want to Tatum do. Tatum be
0: fucking for real. I, <laughs> I guess... I mean, ideally it would be out Horford, but do we want to keep taxing him with that type of workload being this old? like It's happened if, okay, before. It's if happened Horford before. comes out and he looks like he looks in previous years and can be a competent defender on Giannis, sure. I think they have a game plan that they could probably guard him as effectively as anybody's going to under a normal circumstance. But when you throw Dame into that... Okay, so what does that look like? Let me start there. When you stop Giannis, you have to put a strong one-on-one defender on him. It'll be Al Horford probably, and you have to have a lot of help at the nails and leave wing shooters open and not leave the corners open, but have wing shooters. Who are the wing shooters going to be? Pat Connaughton and Chris Middleton. I don't think you want to leave them open to shoot you out of a game. Those are pretty fucking good shooters.
1: Do we can we can see? I think. Listen, if I if the option is. Let Pat Connaughton and Chris Middleton, who is coming off I mean, all these injuries, simple, <laughs> I know, I know. But I'm saying, like, if yeah. you are, if you're saying, like, where are we going to dedicate these resources to, and you have to kind of start choosing and do all that stuff. Obviously, I'd rather Pat Connaughton and Chris Middleton beat me than just let Giannis roll <laughs> yeah. to the rim and be be running dunk man and get all the points that he wants. But I listen, it's a very fair question and it's a very real problem that Boston has to solve in terms of how they're going to guard that pick and roll and that action. But I think that we're asking a lot about the depth for Boston. And I think that the same goes for Milwaukee. Like Bobby Portis is going to, he's coming off the bench. He's great. After that, it's like, is okay, Jay Crowder. And then who? Like they're one, in, they're also one injury away from not yeah. really having a lot of mobility. And then especially when you have Portis, Giannis and Brook, and that's kind of your like the the majority of like your team in your front court, that's that's also like you are also very front court heavy in that sense. So they also have some depth issues to figure out.
0: No for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean any team that has four elite players is gonna have depth issues. It's just I guess it comes down to if they're both in that circumstance, whose top five do you believe in more? And I'm going to go the one with the duo that I think will prove to be one of the most unstoppable duos you've seen in the past 20 years.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's high praise. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for most teams,
0: think about this way. Most teams with the Celtics are going to beat, it's going to be because they have the best third and fourth option. You can fucking around the league. Like, nobody's going to be able to outshoot them three and four. The Bucs can keep up in that, in that size. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I mean, r- relatively. I mean, Brook...
1: I, I hope, you I hope that. nobody we, we, gets we all, ranked,
0: we all ranked Brooke above Christoph Porzingis, So oh, yeah. I'm not going to hear that you don't think they're on the same level. <laughs> no, I mean, Chris Milton and Drew Holiday, I mean, they both, been, a lot of times people say Chris Milton's the second best player on the Bucks. They were teammates. So. <laughs> and, and guess what? Well. And guess
1: what? The last two years, they were lying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're so dramatic. Chris Milton had an off year last year because he was hurt.
1: He wasn't yeah. a pumpkin. He wasn't terrible. No, but no, but he's he was he was hurt. He was compromised. Let's see yeah. if he can get back to where he was. Because yeah. if if the Chris Milton that they get this year is the same that they were getting last year, he is not better than Drew Holiday, in my opinion.
0: Okay. Anyways, um, let's move on real quick yeah. to let's talk about Media Day before we get to the main part of this episode. Let's go over some quick headlines from Media Day and talk about them. Listen, Jimmy Butler's hair, it has to be addressed. We are the predominant hair podcast on the NBA community. We're going to get to that during TikTok time. We're going to have a big segment about Jimmy Butler's (laughs) hair. So just wait on it and you're going to hear about it. After that, the next thing is obviously James Harden. It was the first for Media Day. He wasn't there. He didn't show up, wasn't with the team. The team was in Colorado. They had to check in with Jokic, make sure they're good in that hood, but James Harden <laughs> wasn't there. Check he reported in with Jokic. To the first day. <laughs> he reported <laughs> to the first day of training camp. So now he's with the team and is apparently dedicated to being a Sixer and winning games. Lies. Ooh. You know that Do means You all buy it. Are you going to think the Sixers are going to have a productive year? No, not at all, oh, man. This not, this not, feels not at like... all.
1: James Harden just brings bad vibes, and the only reason, <laughs> the only reason why he's dedicated is because them checks are dedicated to his bank account, and yeah. he needs that right. Like he just he wants his money, and so that's like that's why he's showing up. But for somebody who has gone on literally worldwide tours to slander Daryl Morey, no, I don't <laughs> think this is going to be a productive season for the bro. Sixers. From
2: from <laughs> camps to China to random ass clubs. In Houston, (laughs) holding up signs saying "Daryl Morey is a liar."
0: He was with Chinese kids and the hose, both of which shitting on (laughs) Daryl Morey.
2: (laughs) Bro, off, bro. He was. Oh my god, bro. He was off alcohol. Doing all that shit, bro. Oh, man. That's what I'm like. Nah, I'm not going to say When that. it comes to this entire situation. <laughs> I,
1: was about, I was about to add to it. I'm not. I'm not. I don't, I don't, I don't, know, I don't know what James Tarny does. That's
2: why I stopped immediately <laughs> I when mean, I said that, bro. But I can't. I can't. I can't I've, I've been, watching, been watching the Showtime
0: Lakers show. <laughs>
2: I mean, yeah, bro. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I boys. don't see a way in where they're going to be able to fully just go gloss over all this. And I think that James Harden, like you said, Donovan, is just simply doing this. We get paid at the end of the day and also keep this professional. Like, being real here, James Harden is on one of his last legs of his NBA, of his high-level NBA career. You know what I'm saying? So there's only so much leeway of someone being absolute tyrant bastard throughout the entire offseason that you're going (laughs) to give. If I'm the Los Angeles Clippers, (laughs) I'm looking at his track record. You asked out of Houston. You went ahead, forced your way out of Brooklyn. You cried your... Entire offseason out of the Philadelphia 76ers, and you want me to give you X, Y, maybe Z picks, Terrence Mann, whatever the fuck else that they have to offer. I'm really trying to strongman you, and I'm not, I don't want to give you what you want, what you want because of the pro- product that he is. And hopefully, yeah. what I'm assuming that someone got into his head, told him you have to play it right, have to play it safe, no more media antics because you're literally diminishing your value.
0: Yeah, he has no choice at this point. He has to be there. And I'm with you. I'm, when I'm ranking the top five teams in the East, I almost wanted to disqualify them because I don't think this is going to be their team by Christmas. You know, like, it's yeah. hard to imagine that this team sticks together. If they do, it's hard to imagine they overcome this insane distraction. They're probably cooked.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, they're cooked. They're cooked. Yeah. Let,
0: let's rapid fire through these headlines. That's enough Sixers talk. Next thing I have, the <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets, man. Every person that stepped in front of a mic talked about how this is Ben Simmons' team this year. Everybody fully expects him to be back. Spencer what he said, in many ways, this is his team. Ben Simmons says this is the most healthy he's been since 2018. He said, I'm back, verbatim. Do oh you guys God. still have faith in this, man?
2: Well, he's putting the biggest target on his back, bro, because, hey, I ain't going to lie. Well, bro, 2023 NBA fans are different, and we got AI memes ready for you to fire it at any moment, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so one off game, one missed three, that off the side of the backboard or whatever, you're not gonna stand a chance. It's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be tough, man. I, I don't like this talk at all. But do I believe it while I buy into it? Of course. I'm gullible. <laughs>
1: no, I've I've no I've no faith. I've no faith in Ben Sims. Uh Ben, he's at the point in his career where I am not going to believe you until you prove otherwise. Because I've heard this several times about Benjamin's jump shot, about his ability to, to be like ready to come back and play about what his potential is since all the Philly stuff, since the injury show me that you can still hoop and then I'll actually start taking you seriously but this is Bro, not a for, Did you not, not see a, a him hit 10 free comment. throws? What type 100%. of high school drill? <laughs> like, you want me to give you a cookie because you made 10 fritos? You're getting paid tens of millions of dollars. Make the fritos, fam. Like, please. <laughs> what are we this.
3: Th-
1: <laughs> NBA Central is so ridiculous. They do what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking fire emoji. 10 fritos in cool. a row. 10 nice. straight fritos. Come on now.
0: Yeah, man. Oh my I have a, I have Ben Simmons Stockholm syndrome. I'm gonna believe he can come back until he fucking retires. I just, I want to hold out so much faith that he can get right if he's healthy. So I will be drafting him in my fantasy basketball league this year. I'll say that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna invest in the Ben Simmons comeback.
1: Please do that. Please do that. I need, I need to get back up in the, in the wins column. Isaac <laughs> saying he's a walking. I need to make lick. a run this year. Well, no, being
2: serious for two seconds, if he can be at least half of the player that he was back in 2018, which was phenomenal, then... Solid
1: role player. Maybe. Good job. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> can he
2: be an actual point guard? Can he, like, help be a force in transition and all that other shit that he used to be great at, bro? The, Denver, uh, the Brooklyn Nets, they might be, like, a seventh, eighth seed, if so. Because they have a lot of <laughs> good-ass wings, you know? It's just all about yeah. it's the offense and can they... Can they be creative enough? That's the main issue. And Ben Simmons helped solve that, his skill set. But, I mean, we don't yeah, know I where his skill set is at. <laughs> yeah, bro.
1: No
0: Next problem. headline. Jordan Poole came out here and said him and Kyle Kuzma have championship pedigree and want to bring that to the Wizards and be the leaders for this team. And everybody cooked his ass for being Jordan Poole and acting like he's like Curry or something. And I think that was unfair to Jordan Poole. How did you all feel about this?
1: It kind of uh, goes both ways. I can see it both sides. Cause like on one hand, Jordan Poole did win a championship. Right. He did. And Kyle Kuzma. I mean Kool- it was
0: a meaningful role too. He wasn't just there. Yeah. Was both a him, both there. him
1: and Kuzma were very like meaningful parts of championship teams. On the other hand, if you tell me that these are gonna be Bilal Kulabali's vets,
0: I don't <laughs> have a lot of hope for, for Kulabali.
1: <laughs> like I don't I don't know what his career is gonna turn out. If Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma are the ones that are like, hey man this is how you get things done i'm not sure about it i'm unsure
0: that's funny i think listen what is he supposed to fucking say he's a player that got sent here to basically be the star of this team he has to be a leadership role like this is the role he's thrusted into being probably the best player on the team i don't really blame him for trying to, to live up to that right away
2: yeah exactly what else is he supposed to do bro and also for every nba fan cooking him i get it i agree I probably was cooking him too in the comment section, but it's the Washington <laughs> Wizards. What history do they have over the last 15 years? They haven't gone past, when was the last time they went to the Eastern Conference finals? Bro, I probably wasn't alive when they did, bro. Oh my <laughs> God. Holy shit. West Unsell's
0: MVP season. <laughs>
2: <laughs> That's crazy, bro. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, man, he did what he was supposed to do. He said what he was supposed to say. It's just going to be a fun show to watch.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Next fun. I, I, th- Real quick, NBA talk is so funny because when you call a team fun, you just you're calling them trash. You're just like, hey, yeah. Like, you guys are gonna lose a lot, right? But you're gonna have like you're gonna lose, but you're also gonna be on house of Highlights, so like that's fun. So like like good congrats for your thirty two wins, Washington. Like he ain't it's lying. Fun. I hope you're happy. He ain't lying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Next headline we got. Somebody on the Boston Celtics social media team posted Fire a them. video of Fire Jalen them. Brown. <laughs> Jalen Brown was standing on the sidelines, just dribbling. The kill pulled this <laughs> up, and so, immediately people replied, "This motherfucker still can't dribble with his left hand." And This video is just hilarious. <laughs> no, so this was, was doing this. this
1: was a personal attack on Jalen Brown. No like this was very intentional <laughs> from the Boston Celtics social media team and <laughs> Look at
0: they his so loose.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, I might right. have to go back on my Celtics take. <laughs> whatever
2: intern posted this, they have to be incredibly out of the loop. Fire that intern. You're not coming back and also they're leaving you should wh- whatever social media managers at the Boston Celtics have, they need to leave for a terrible review and stain onto that man's career because this is a target this was so literally dramatic. set up there's no way there's no way that you don't know about the issues that this man had and it's funny because like these are like very normal drills drills or whatever but it's just like <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> like him losing was, a couple the, times is kind of hilarious
0: the handle's it's weak. also funny that he's dribbling like shit with his left hand like <laughs> it's like it's just true like it's hilarious it's
1: I give yeah. I give NBA Targets. fans I give Jalen Jalen Brown one week before this video resurfaces in a month after people start <laughs> playing games, this is terrible. This is this is awful. Like this is an illegitimately bad thing to post as the Boston Celtics media team. You're supposed to defend your your players.
0: The thing is, though, like they're just posting <laughs> they him. It. This is just him. The inverted. <laughs> this, yeah, this, so is, awful. Oh this is awful. Oh my god, bro. That's why they flipped it. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, man. The jokes don't write themselves. (laughs) Next thing we can quickly talk about Draymond Green is going to miss the next four to six weeks. And because of that, we're going to see Chris Paul start in the starting lineup in the preseason. So we should get a good view of what is the weirdest fit in the recent NBA history. And we're going to get it full tilt. It's going to be hilarious. So
2: we're going to see Chris Paul CP3. Wiggins, Clay Thompson, and Kevon Looney. Steve Kerr came out and said, Yeah, Clay Thompson's gonna go ahead and guard power forwards.
0: <laughs> and he got fried to eternity, bro. And that's very really, interesting. probably doesn't to say. even matter because they switch so much that, like, that yeah. doesn't really mean much. But it is. But the like, sentiment is just hilarious. Yeah. They're bending over backwards so hard to get Chris Paul in this lineup that Clay Thompson is gonna be your Zion <laughs> Williamson defender. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Chris it's Paul has hilarious. to go. He has to be traded. <laughs>
0: Yeah man, it's Every time you look at every video we've seen of him From media day everyone's like What the fuck man this is really happening Nobody's excited
2: Yeah this is so weird bro I it's mean
0: it, it it is interesting
2: to see how we Adjust fully on that lens But I ain't gonna lie This is gonna be a peak shit show And I'm looking forward to it <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's, Greatest that threat is, to world peace That is cruel <laughs> that, is that is cruel great. bro But yeah man Outside of that, not a whole lot to talk about in Media Day. I think we can move on to the part this episode is titled after. We're going to go through every NBA team and name their breakout players.
1: Let's do it. I'm ready. The way we did this,
0: so it's not going to be incredibly long, each of us have 10 teams. We both have all have two divisions, and we're going to go through, take turns giving one of our teams. And yeah, instead of all of us giving one player for each team, it's just one of us giving a player for that team. Okay. You guys are good? You guys have, got, your, got your names pulled up? Yep. yeah let's do got it my list all right I'll go first I'll start with the Lakers get the easy one out of the way I have the Pacific division all, all of us got the division of the team we're a fan of and then one other division so we can all start with our favorite teams keep it easy for the Lakers easiest pick I got Austin Reeves I think this one is not even really debatable like sure if you think like Rui Hachimara is gonna keep having a strong year cool he could surprise this team is built around Austin Reeves being a third quasi star and like really taking that next jump and being <laughs> the ball handler they need to relieve some of the pressure off of LeBron. The only way this team works is if Austin Reeves takes a breakout star jump, and I think we all expect the Lakers team to work. So we're all expecting the Austin Reeves to have a big year.
1: Listen, this, this team is, is built
2: around Austin Reeves It's such a crazy <laughs> thing to say. It's a crazy sound, Viper.
1: <laughs> this team goes as far as it takes them. Listen. This is this is Captain America. This was the breakout guy on Team USA. <laughs> he has his own signature shoe now. I'm, yeah. I'm in lockstep up with you. This Captain is Captain America. This is Austin Reeves' team.
0: <laughs>
1: this is his team. This is his year. Yeah. Yeah. We exactly should clarify
0: right. real quick what we mean by breakout star. Basically, what that means is the player that's going to surprise the most the team the player that's going to make a big improvement this year and be a standout for this team
2: yeah so something also i don't know why but it gets on my fucking nerves because when you objectively when you (laughs) look at the word breakout like not every single player is going to fit perfectly into this mold breakout literally means when after a certain amount of time you see a wild uptick in production and consistency and efficiency all across the board, someone like Al Alvaro Markin in last season type shit, and there's no one like this for the Los Angeles Lakers. But I'm sure through this division, Isaac will have someone who fits like this exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: I when play. I say breakout, I don't mean they're going to win Most Improved Player. They don't have to be a star. It doesn't got to be like a huge jump. It just means the player that's going to be the surprise of the season for this team.
2: Exactly, and they're pretty much a swing factor.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, Donovan, what's your what's your first player and first team?
1: All right, so we're going to start with the New York Knicks. And breakout player, Quentin Grimes, my, Mm, my guy, Quentin Grimes. First of all, the Knicks have a lot of like, it's very jumbled after because it's Brunson. And then you have a lot of guys with Grimes, Barrett, Josh Hart, Dante DiVincenzo is there now. Emmanuel Quigley is there. I think that Quentin Grimes is going to be able to solidify himself as this very good three and D guy. Listen, last year, per cleaning the glass, Played the fourth most minutes for the Knicks, had the third highest on-off numbers for the team. Like he is gonna, he's gonna be able to defend guys that Brunson isn't necessarily able to, and he's gonna provide spacing. I think that as they find some clarity in the in the backcourt, Grimes is gonna be able to really take a step this year.
0: Yeah! Wow. I'm interested. You didn't say R.J. Barrett. Are you past? Expecting a breakout?
1: <laughs> Listen, I was when we were talking about this. And I was I was writing down names. I was like, okay, like is Grimes gonna be it? Is it gonna be R.J.? As soon as I started thinking about R.J., my mind went away from breakout and started going to who can we trade R.J. Barrett to? <laughs> <laughs> where, where can we get him? That's his not man. New York because I'm I I was on his side. He had a couple good games in the in the Cavs series. I need him out of a Knicks jersey now. <laughs> I'm I'm done. I'm, I'm done the turntables. Uh,
0: I was villainized. I was assaulted verbally. <laughs> now you're on the side of the truth. Uh, so random
2: side note: What's RJ's
1: real first name again? I don't know. I really <laughs> I've don't actually know never know. known. What the hell? I, 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 I we've been calling I've him fact, RJ for like seven years. Has like, to be something
2: funny. Uh, I honestly never known as real Rowan. name. Rowan. Yeah, there we go. Rowan. Okay.
1: Okay. I did. Rowan I Alabama. did know that just now off, off the top of my head. But listen, I don't, yeah. I don't really don't care what it is. It's gonna have to be like somebody else, some other team is gonna have to say his full name. I, <laughs>
0: That's understandable. He can't
1: be announced at Madison Square Garden by December.
0: That's funny. Well, he will That's be He's not going anywhere. Sorry to break it to you, they're not trading him.
1: No, you're going to suffer.
0: Thanks. <laughs> All right. But yeah, so I like, I like the grinds pick. I agree. Yeah, exactly. I kind of like,
2: want me personally. If I were you, Donovan, I don't know why, but maybe, maybe I just like his game more. It's more appealing to me. But I may have would, would have leaned towards Emmanuel quickly, but Grimes is a great pick, so I can't cap. Um, yeah, I,
1: I want I wanted to go to go quickly, but I also mm-hmm. didn't know if it was going to be like breakout because he was like about true. to win six man of the year last year. So true.
2: I'm happy yeah. you brought that up. So for the Southeast the Atlanta Hawks, I have Jalen Johnson. He's someone who didn't get any burn okay. during his rookie season. Barely got any burn during the second year, too. But his third year, well, actually his second year, he got a little bit of burn. And now this, this coming season will be his third year. And he's someone who his player archetype fits the type of basketball that I envision Quinn Snyder wanting him to thrive in. Being yeah. pseudo run and dunk man while also being an auxiliary an auxiliary piece to help distribute the ball and being not like a Draymond Green s type player, but having a oh, passing an chops ability. For sure. Yeah, exactly. Having the passing chops while also being a high level finisher above the rim, which is extremely important. Now, I don't know if he's gonna start necessarily day one because we do have a lot of options and spacing is is important. He's not the greatest shooter in the world, but yeah. I know that when it comes to breakout he has the opportunity and potential to go ahead and do those things now that there's a massive void in the power and the power forward spot now that john collins is gone so he's the perfect player in my mind who fits this breakout mold
0: yeah i think like you said he's not the greatest shooter it comes down to that if he can become an effective sh- sh- shooter at least in the corners then i think he'll break up for sure like you said he, the, when you have the passing the rim pressure and having the size to be a solid defender you're one jump shot away from being an incredibly useful player for any team so I like that. I'm. Was that an easy pick for you, or did you consider Onyeka or Griffin? Onyeka's
2: already like that? He's already like that. Every if you're an NBA nerd, you should know that like this guy's one of the best defenders in the NBA. He's just like relax. He just plays with okay. For his position, he is one of okay one of the best. Is crazy one of the, the
1: best. What does that mean?
0: Top 25? Whatever.
2: Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever way you want to put it, that's still fucking impressive. <laughs> um, He's good, for but. Sure yeah his production is already there numbers are already nice yeah and he's already had plenty of moments to shine but jalen johnson he averages what maybe three two four points per game you know what i'm saying <laughs> and so when it comes to being a breakout player he fits more of that mold than someone like yeah. who's had the shine over the last few years
0: jalen johnson's the most unproven player that we all agree is going to be good just purely alpha of vibes and traits it's great <laughs> He's done big nothing, as hell man all He all knows with, how to run We all agree Hey it he looks real good He's got to be able To do it eventually
2: Yeah exactly bro. His out. shot is so jacked up But I think yeah, I feel yeah, confident all. <laughs> Yeah I know It's so fucked But I feel confident That the Hawks will do Their due diligence And put him in the right places
0: okay. I agree I, I think it's a good pick We can move on To my next team Jumping over to the other division I think I have the Southwest as my second division We're going to go With the Grizzlies And I don't see a ton of names in terms of like unknown guys that are going to become known just like a a Jalen Johnson. So I'm going to go with Desmond Bain. I think this is purely because with Jaw missing 25 games, Bain is going to have a lot of time to get a lot of fucking shots up and show his offensive creation bag a little more than he has in previous years. And the start of last year, he was cooking with grease until he got hurt. He was crazy. (laughs) He was averaging like 25 points per game and everybody was like, is this the Desmond Bain breakout? And he came back after the injury. It was good, but... He didn't recapture that volume of efficient scoring like he was early in the season. And I think now he has a 25-game runway where not only can he do that, they're going to need him to do that. So I fully expect him to take a leap and hopefully keep that up when Straub comes back because he's going to step into that role after, like I said, a big sample size of 20-plus games. And I think this will be the year people start to realize he's like legitimately a top-five shooting guard in the league.
1: Okay, yeah. Um, I'm I'm with that. I think I'm, I'm not... Too excited about like like I can I can no, no no like I can I can see this happening, but when Jaw comes back, that's gonna be the moment where I'm. I think that there might be a, a drop off, but in terms of like people re, in terms of people recognizing that Bane is actually like really good, I I do agree with you. I think this might be the year for him.
0: Yeah, yeah, and we'll Especially see. Especially with uh, that contract that he signed. Exactly. Yeah, he he yeah. has to. Okay, Nikhil just pulled up his stats without Jaw. He averages 22 points, five assists, and five rebounds without jaw last season in how many minutes? Oh, 16, 16 games. games. Listen, he takes another step. He was well, averaging 25 before he got hurt. And if he can get up to like 24 and a half, five and five for 25 games without jaw, it could be an all star. 25 all-star. games is enough to have yeah, a legit all star campaign. Like he can be this year's most improved player if he keeps it oh. up when Jaw shot comes back. That's fair. That's, that's fair. I like improved. that.
1: I think that's a stretch.
2: Yeah, most of who that's not it? happening, impossible. Why not? But Why is because that 24 like twenty four points per game is not year. a big, like, of a, it's not as big year? of a jump. Some okay. there's gonna be someone in the NBA who has. You're right. Like you're missing that like production gap. You know, what I'm saying and he doesn't have the gap because sadly
0: he's already like that. Sure, if Jordan Poole comes out and averages twenty six and makes the All Star game, maybe he'll win. But yeah. I think Desmond Bain could be in the mix if he makes an All Star leave. Which I don't yeah. think <laughs> is possible. Yeah. yeah, averaged
1: 21 five, 5 and 4. Like, there's no way he's winning most improved unless he <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never
2: mind. <laughs> oh, no. Opportunity. <laughs> I mean,
0: listen, there's not always a crazy breakout star. So maybe there's not going to be a Larry Markman. I don't know. But you're right. Oh, yeah. He's probably not going to win it. But nah, if stands, I were you, I would probably He's going yeah. to make a potential low level all star leap this year, I think. Okay. I'm yeah.
2: More. I'd lean that way too if I were you. either him or I would say like Kenneth Lofton Jr. Um, he's not going to be a star, not going to start or anything like that. But he's going to put up good numbers because Brandon Clark is hurt. What the fuck else are you going to play? You know what I'm saying? So yeah,
0: well, I like it. Donovan, who's your next player?
1: Um, all right, we're going to go to the Northwest Division. We're going to go to the Minnesota Timberwolves. My breakout player is Jaden McDaniels. Jaden McDaniels, amazing pick. Listen, J- Jaden McDaniels, listen, go crazy, go stupid on defense. He can <laughs> right. I think that this is going to be the year where his offensive game is going to become a little bit more complete. And once he starts getting there and he's like an elite, elite, like three and three and D type of guy, he's like, people are going to start recognizing like, Oh yeah. Jaden McDaniels is, is him. He's already super versatile defensively. He's fantastic. He's, he's the best wing defender that, um, that the Timberwolves have. And if Minnesota takes us a little bit of a step forward. Listen, they were like, what, ninth or 10th in the... I think they were ninth last year. If they're just a little bit better, a little bit more consistent, all the eyes on Minnesota because Anthony Edwards there, his defense is going to fly off of the screen. And I think that he's going to have a fantastic year.
0: Yeah, I think it's underselling him by saying he might be one of the best 3D and players. I think he's already that. I think he's already one of the best defenders in the league and a competent shooter. He has a potential to... Continue to work in more of that off-the-dribble shooting mid-range bag we saw last year a little bit. Continue to improve his ability to drive to the rim, be a little bit of a creator for himself. He could make, make a potential, like not all-star lead. I don't know if he has that ceiling, but fine. yeah, he could one day be a low-level all-star. Like He does not have a ceiling of just being an elite 3 and D role player. He might be oh, like man. that guy.
2: I don't know. Because while you say that, you I just watched him go against at- some random-ass rookie. And he dropped two for eight. he was two for eight from the field, bro. In preseason, it's preseason. I know, but I don't know if <laughs> I'll ever I'll ever see him in that like low tier All Star light ever. And I think there's no, nothing wrong. That jumps. You're right. I'm not predicting yeah. it,
0: but like he has that's his ceiling. His ceiling is he could be a guy that has already he could be Bridges in a way, Mikael Bridges one day. He could be that guy that when you give him more offensive duty over the years, he can expand into that role a little more.
2: That would be f- amazing if they well, listen, ever I'm got to that here.
1: point. I'm glad we're here. I'm glad we're
0: here. I'm surprised yeah, you didn't pick like Anthony thing. Edwards. I think most people would have expected that. Are you saying that because you think he's already here?
1: Yeah. He's,
2: yeah. People, That's fair.
1: People, He's good.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: They know him. So,
2: so usually I would hate going this route, but I'm staying in the southeast. Charlotte Hornets. I have to go with Duncan. Mark Williams. Now oh. he was a rookie last season and fucking like you're. Production chart is fucking empty because you're a rookie. You know what I'm saying. But yeah. with that being said, the Charlotte Hornets are gonna be, or not Charlotte Hornets fans already know what they got. But the rest of the NBA, they're gonna be in for a, pre- a pleasant surprise because you have a fantastic running dunk man who's a great finisher <laughs> on the rim, and obviously he's a he's gonna he's one of the I don't to say better rim protectors, but he's a pretty good rim protector. And for the Charlotte Hornets, for the little that they have and all the dysfunction and you know what's going on. I don't need to say it. That they have going on, bro. He is solid, consistent, and reliable. And I expect him being like, whenever people think about the Charlotte Hornets, they're gonna envision Marcus Williams or Mark Williams into that atmosphere of like, yeah, he's a part of the core. He's a part of their future.
0: Yes. Yeah. So I, I can for. see that. I, I'm i interested now to see what his minutes are gonna be like. If he's gonna be... I, I assume he'll open the year as a starter. Has to uh, since Plum Dog Millionaire isn't there to steal his minutes anymore, I'm interested (laughs) to see if he, you know, makes the best use of those minutes and proves to be the guy we all think he can be because of his draft status and physical traits.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: So, I I hope you're right because if he becomes that guy and they have that centerpiece to go with their premier number two overall pick wing shooter plus LaMelo Ball, like, that could be a building block that could really complement their other stars.
2: Exactly. That's what they need. That's what they need and if he doesn't end up panning out, then that's just like another oof for the Charlotte Hornets track record bro of their many yeah. oofs
0: <laughs> yeah man I guess we'll go to my next team next up we have the Clippers and this is the team that there is not fucking a single person on here that strikes <laughs> you as a breakout player all their players are wily veterans <laughs> that's all they got so I went with Kenyon Martin Jr I think he's a guy who just got traded there and for the last couple of years on the Rockets under Steven Silas he kind of struggled to find minutes they had a lot of other people playing his same position With Jabari Smith, Tari Eason, Daniel House before, whatever. He was like a rookie. Actually, did they even overlap? No, I'm thinking of... uh, What's that other guy's name? I'm drawing blanks.
1: Who? Who, Who's your boy?
0: Oh, who's that other four they have on the Rockets? The guy who was solid two years ago, didn't play a lot last year. I can never remember. Solid two years
2: ago? I'm going to be so pissed off. Jayshon?
0: Yeah, Jayshon Tate. Yeah, Jayshon Tate. That's what I was thinking of. Oh, okay. Yeah. Basically, Kenyon Martin was behind Jay Sean Tate the year before last. And then last year, they brought Jabari Smith in there, who had another body to take over minutes. And I think Kenya Martin got pushed to the edges, but he might be one of the better players out of the people I just named. So now he's going to go to a team that's contending and needs him in a bench role that's going to allow his abilities as a role player to shine. He's one of the best dirty work players in the league, crashes the offensive boards, a great finisher at the rim, insanely athletic. And I think you put him next to other stars and allow him to start his role, as people say. I think he'll shine most of this year.
1: Yeah, I definitely trust him more in Los Angeles with Ty Lue coaching him rather than (laughs) in Houston with Steven Silas is is coaching. And also, like, not even trying to be funny, but like with Paul George and Kawhi being hurt a lot, like there's going to be a lot of opportunities for for him to get even more minutes than what he was, you know, probably slotted for in Houston. For sure. Fly in my face. (laughs) Come on. <laughs> Ken Martin yeah, Jr. is he's, the he's perfect
2: pick-me-up when the Los Angeles Clippers are inevitably sad because of another catastrophic Kawhi Leonard injury or Paul George injury. <laughs> Hopefully it don't happen. Knock on wood, of course. But Kenyon Martin, he's the, perf- he's the perfect distraction through all the sadness that they're going to be facing through this year, potentially. He's the same the Clippers.
1: F- <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's going to be a fan favorite role player for sure. Yeah. He's gonna be a player that any team that is trying to win games is gonna be very happy to watch play for their teams. All of Josh Hart. Yeah, shout out to Josh Hart. Yeah, I'm with
1: that. I'm with that. I'm with that. Great. What's right. your next team? Okay, so I'm gonna go back, back to the Atlantic. Stay in New York. We're gonna go to the Brooklyn Nets, and okay, I'm going with Dennis Smith Jr. Um, That's a good pick. I think that we, wow. we talked about it a couple of episodes ago, but just how good Dennis Smith Jr. was on defense last year. And I want you guys to listen to these numbers. Dennis Smith Jr. was ninety nine in the 99th percentile in guards in terms of on-off defensive. Uh, yeah, in terms of defensive on-off. He was in the 84th percentile in defensive turnover percentage and 100th percentile in opponent effective field goal percentage. He was, like, legitimately good on defense. And I think that in Brooklyn, when you have a lot of forwards and a lot of, like, wings, there's not there's not a lot of guards that are going to be in there that are, like... like have a stranglehold on this rotation. I think that Dennis Smith Jr., with his defense, he's going to be able to get minutes. He's going to be able to make an impact for them and do a lot of of the dirty work on the perimeter for them. So I think that he has a really good chance to to break out this year and kind of like reintroduce himself and reinvent himself in the NBA landscape.
0: 100%. All the advanced stats last year defensively point to him as being one of the most effective point guard defenders in the league. We just need to see him on a relevant team so the world can notice because nobody was fucking yeah. watching him on the Hornets. Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. And sad to say, I don't think anyone was still, you know what I'm saying, watching because the Brooklyn Nets are borderline irrelevant still. But <laughs> regards to <of> say, <laughs> nah, like, still lost. this is. <laughs> when, ben, when Ben Simmons saves them, then
0: maybe they'll be back on National three-
2: <laughs> uh, it's just This is just such a a weird career arc revival because no one ever knew Dennis Smith Jr. as fucking a defender or a defensive stopper. That was actually a weakness for him coming to the NBA. Literally like what a lot of people thought he was going to be is what you see what John Moran is today. He was in that vein of like yeah. explosive offensive talent and to see him just revive his career and literally do the dirty work and still find a place in the NBA makes me happy, man. Makes a heart warm. But anyways, yeah. um, staying in the Southeast. I'm going to go ahead and talk about someone on the Orlando Magic. I'm very happy to say, get my shit off. I wanted to say Franz Wagner because he's like that on every single aspect on the the court. He's easily one of the best well-rounded players in the entire NBA. But I feel like if anyone is going to have a breakout year, someone who better fits this mold, it has to be their recent lottery pick, Jalen Suggs, because... The opportunity for him to maintain this position, the starting job at number two is clear as day. It's there. He just was in. He just had terrible injury luck earlier, earlier in the season. But when he whenever he did eventually catch his rhythm, he would be a consistent shooter for them. And on top of that, he is a fantastic off guard, too. I don't think he can ever be. He could be a potential like one guard one day, but I don't think that's necessarily his back. He thrives as a two guard, you know. And so, what if he's just how not I that good though? <laughs>
0: like, you
2: said what? <laughs> he just
0: sucks. What if he's not nah, good? I, I, think, I think
2: it's a it's, it's consistency for me. It's a consistency. And whenever yeah. you're so injured and on top of that, your team is rifting and they're trying to find new things going on, it's hard to actually find your place, especially as a young player, you know? So if he's, as long as you start, as long as he's healthy and he can shoot threes along with, you know, Maintaining this pace, Those not going too fast, ass. 100 mile. I know you can literally say that to any any NBA player, yeah, <laughs> no. and you're like that literally, anyone, anyone, bro. <laughs> and you're like that. Listen,
0: Markel Fultz is healthy to <laughs> start shooting threes, he's Damian Lillard. So, we'll see. Yeah, facts,
2: <laughs> facts, exactly. But I feel like Markel's faults spot is like more so solidified, and a lot of people already see that he's like that. But if Jalen Suggs can maintain shooting 33, or not 33, my bad, 35, 36 percent while also being productive on the defensive end, which he's already a fine defensive player. Yeah, he's um, good. Man, like, he can have a great season and find himself as, like, the as the two for that team for many years to come.
0: I can see that. Yeah, I would have went, uh, Franz Wagner, for the reasons you said, I think he's going to prove to make that jump this year and be one of the more well-rounded forwards in the league. But for this team to really take off, they need Jalen Suggs to be good. And if you think with consistency he'll be that, I, I can respect the pick. I'm just worried yeah, exactly. that he might just suck. Like, granted, as you said, he, he hasn't had a chance. He's been hurt so much, but like, yeah. he hasn't shown shit when he's been on the court either, though. He's shown things. He's shown things. I mean, nothing that's like,
3: <laughs> he's, uh, he, that he he's a guy. <laughs> <Nothing> <laughs> that he's a
2: guy. I mean, looking over here at his numbers, he shot 77% from the free throw line the first year. Rookie year and then <laughs> We're 72. we bringing out free throw like,
1: numbers <laughs> for breakout candidates. I know. <laughs>
2: I know. I know. I know. But Orlando Magic fans, if you're listening to the three of you out there, you know that I'm right and I'm talking my <laughs> shit right now. If Jalen Sugg solidifies his spot, this team is making levels. And I ain't going to lie. They're a lock to be a playoff team if he steps up and he's consistent.
0: I guess. I mean, if if, if (laughs) stepping up means he's like great, then sure, maybe. (laughs) Are the Orlando Magic Jalen Suggs?
2: Y'all laugh now.
0: Y'all laugh now. <laughs> Are they building around Jalen Suggs? <laughs> no, man. They're
2: building around Thanks. Jonathan Isaac.
0: <laughs> him
2: and his preseason. <laughs>
0: uh, he's, a, he's a Fox News breakout star. We'll give him that. Gross. So sad. <laughs> He might All rock the team. Republican National Convention. <laughs> he might be a star there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Next team I got, I'm going to go to the Dallas Mavericks. Easy pick, Josh Green. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's got to be Josh Green. You low key, you could say Grant Williams if you think he's going to be better in a maybe expanded role, but he's just going to be Grant Williams, Williams. Yeah, I think he's just who he is. Like,
1: he's going to be cool, right? Yeah, he'll it'll be, fine. He'll be, solid. He'll be
0: solid. He'll be PJ Tucker in V2. But yeah, I think Josh Green is there. He's put into a light because he's their most promising young guy, which maybe he's just the cream of a shit crop but i think he's he's <laughs> impressive he's a good player he's, he's a good three and d guy who has the skills to attack closeouts and be a secondary creator off of that and i think that's always a really nice role to have in a team with two star ball handlers it's kind of like what made bridges so good offensively playing alongside devin booker and chris paul is that he can post up and once he catches it he can you know attack that dribb- dribbler i mean attack that defender and make some shit happen i think josh green can mold into that same type of player And if he... It's similar to what you said with Jalen Suggs. If he can make that leap, that'll be what takes the Mavericks to the next level. But also, they're not starting him. We found out today they're starting... um, What's that rookie's name? Prosper or something like that. Two last names. Yeah. Uh, Max Solivier. I can't remember his name. But they're starting him and Derek Lively. So they have two rookies starting. Maybe Josh Green won't get the opportunity to have this breakout year. But if he does, I think he's the... Most likely player on this team. But it's like... Oliver.
2: Man. His name is Oliver uh, Maxime Prosper. Oh, Olivier. Olivier.
0: <laughs> oh, oh, my bad. That's they, they, they call him Omax. That's what they call him. Okay, cool.
1: That's what we will call him on this part. That, yeah. O-Max, Omax is kind of hard. Screen. I ain't gonna lie.
0: Yeah, Omax is dope. Yeah, but yeah. they're gonna start Omax and Derek Lively. So maybe it's one of them. But if Josh Green has that opportunity, I think he has the talent there to make something happen. I hate this that they're
2: starting... Or they t- they What the fuck does jo- Jason Kidd have against Josh Josh Green, bro? Because he did this shit last year when they traded for someone on the Hawks who was fucking ass. What's his name? One of the Holidays brothers, bro. And they oh, yeah. immediately took Josh Green out of the starting lineup, put this man Justin Holiday into the starting lineup, shit the bed completely, bro. And they put him in. The- yeah. and they and they and they put Green back in the starting lineup. I don't like how they're treating him over there. And to be honest with you, I, Maybe, I feel I'm- like he listen.
0: A lot of Mavs fans think That Jason Kidd is a terrorist And they don't like him and think he's a good coach Maybe <laughs> it's just a bad decision But maybe it's the fact That they don't have Any creation on the bench Maybe they just feel like They need to have A six man who could do something With the ball in his hands Do you just use such Wild
1: terms for just bad NBA coaches <laughs> Like He's just not a good Basketball coach And now he's a national threat Like <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, man. Like,
2: I don't know. He's hate mega to humanity, <laughs> God, man.
0: <laughs> I'm just telling you what the pulse of the Dallas Mavericks nation on Twitter is. A lot of them don't fuck with him. Maybe it's yeah. maybe it's a bad decision to bench Green. Maybe it's for lineup balance. I don't know. I haven't paid enough attention to Jason Kidd's decisions to have an opinion on my own. But yeah, I, I hope you. I hope eventually Josh Green proves to be that guy that can start because that'll be big for them.
1: Yeah, yeah he he prob- he probably will. He probably will. All maybe right. Omax is just the truth, though. Maybe maybe, maybe he's <laughs> just nice.
0: I don't know oh anything about God. him, but with a name like Omax, he might just be a Terminator. Shit. I know. He passes the name. Just <laughs> Yo, he, the screen. <laughs> he passes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he passes.
3: <the> <laughs> <tackle>. <laughs>
2: What's
1: your next team, Donovan? Uh, <laughs> Golly. All right. Um, I guess I, I'll go back to the Northwest Division. We're going to go to the Oklahoma City Thunder. I'm taking okay. Isaiah Joe. He was Isaiah my, Joe, okay. He was my most underrated player. Whenever we did that episode,
2: I love that. I, listen,
1: I, I guess I'm just a really big Isaiah Joe fan. He's the he's the best shooter that they have, and I think that with Shea Giddy and now that like Chet's there, and they're gonna be able to like anchor the defense around him, you are gonna be able, and you're gonna need to have a lot of shooting around Shea who gets into the lane like that. You're gonna need to have shooting around Giddy who can get into the lane and and uh, driving dish. And Isaiah Joe is exactly that. Um, listen, offensively, Isaiah Joe, his um, his on off numbers. He was a, he was a plus eight. He was a plus eight. Yeah, off- he's good in terms in terms of like overall. But then offensively, when he's on the floor, the Thunder were plus ten when Isaiah Joe's on on the floor, and it's just his his shooting last season was the first time that he actually got like consistent minutes in an NBA team. And he was good. Like, listen, like 10 points a game, right? 62% uh, true shooting. He's going to be a really valuable piece for their rotations to give them the spacing that they need to let their 100%. playmakers get into the lane. So I yeah, like their, their Isaiah team Joe a lot. is
0: built around three soon to be potentially star ball handlers. None of them are good shooters. <laughs> like, yeah. You need a Isaiah Joe to slot into that lineup and make that lineup work. If you have him and Chet Holmgren spacing the floor with Giddy, SGA, and Jalen Williams providing rim pressure, they're, they're cooking. Exactly. Yeah, he's
2: I, yeah. He's bro, he's I love that pick Donovan. He's gonna be an integral part to their success, and he's gonna have a I job in the NBA for a very long
0: time.
1: I love it. Yeah, I yes. love a nice
0: role player shooter specialist. Facts. We exactly. need more Kyle Corvers in the league. <laughs> so moving yeah, on to the up. Washington. Isaiah Joe was fifth in fifth and threes made for thirty six minutes.
1: Pretty good. Oh he's like goodness. that. He's like that. No, he's Buddy like Hill's that. a good
0: comparison. He's he's smaller Buddy Hill. <laughs> oh, my Listen, goodness. Just that give him the opportunity.
1: He's knocking down shots. He's going
0: to sure. do it. The 76ers fumbled him so bad. I know a lot of Sixers fans are pissed about that. They never gave him the run he should have.
1: Just not out chaos. <sighs> bro, it's, over there. It's, it's,
2: man, it's nothing but a situation over there, bro. But moving <laughs> on, staying in the Southeast, staying with the uh, or – we're going over to the Washington Wizards. I have Jordan Poole for my breakout player of the year. We don't have to talk about okay. it that much. I mean, he's going to go ahead and change that culture and be the face of that organization. Opportunity, a lot of buckets. We can move on.
0: <laughs> yeah, it makes total sense, right? He's a guy that can can score in bunches, but was a team that wasn't built yeah. to let him cook. Now he's on a team that is going to give him exclusive rights to cook. He's going to be exactly. chef of the week every week. It's going to be great for him. He well, might average 26 points,
2: exactly. but don't we'll be if surprised 26? if it's on 38% right. from the field. <laughs>
0: I think if the over under a twenty four and a half, I think I'll go over. I think we'll average twenty five.
2: Yeah, I think that's fair.
0: I I disagree. I disagree. Actually, no, <laughs> <laughs> maybe like twenty three point eight. I'll go there. I may maybe a little bit lower, but I won't be shocked if we average twenty five.
2: Nah, give me twenty four. Lock it in.
0: Yeah, it's a yeah. lower market. <laughs> average twenty four. He
1: Jordan Bull could do that this year. Eh,
3: okay. <laughs> I, I'm not. I just.
1: I really just don't like care that much about the about the Washington <laughs> Wizards to go back and forth with you on if he's gonna average 25 or 24. Like he'll be he'll be good. But right. I mean he least, has it's no good one to defer though. to so
2: he's letting him up like a fly.
0: Alright we'll go to my out. next team. It'll be another quick one. Nothing to talk about here. Keegan Murray mm-hmm. for the Kings. I think yeah last year <laughs> he, grew, he got drafted <laughs> as an older player who was supposed to be good right away. He was good right away. I think next year going to year two He'll continue to be good right away. And I think he'll get better and better. And he's really the only sign of improvement this team can hope for. I think Kevin Herter is who he is. He's like 26, 27. He's gonna be him. Sabonis, like 28, he's gonna be him. Fox made that leap last year. I don't see another big leap. Patterson Barnes is old as fuck. He's him. And I think the only sign of growth they're gonna have is really gonna be Kenyon Mar- uh, Keegan Murray continuing to get better as he gets more time under his belt. And listen, yeah. you have some Kings fans, they think he'll be like their best player one day, he'll be a star. I don't oh know if God. I see that he's fucking twenty three years old. I don't know if I see a huge amount of improvement left, but either way, he's going to continue to be a really high quality forward and a really solid role player for them. And yeah. I that's the best best option for this team.
2: Yeah, that's a great synopsis. I agree. Like they're not set up for anyone else to thrive unless Darren Fox has some more shit into his bag that we haven't seen <laughs> yet, which I'm optimistic about. But yeah, Kyle uh, Keegan Murray, he's set up to succeed on that team. And he's the only young player there, too, who might have another gear or another notch to head to. Other than that, they have who, like, Davion Mitchell, but, like, he's not set up to be successful and they don't view him, from what I see, like, a part of their future in any sort of way. He's just there as a backup until he gets moved eventually. So, Keegan Murray, this... (laughs) Sacramento fans want this to be your team. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, Listen, it has to be if they're going to make a huge leap. They they need a Keegan Murray breakout. It's not happening.
1: Facts. right, I'm... I'm going to say my next guy. We're going to stay in the Northwest division. Another year two guy. Give me Christian Brown to break out for the Nuggets. Um, mm-hmm. with, Listen, with Bruce Brown gone in Indiana, Chris, uh, Christian Brown, he's going to have to step up and play a lot of those roles that Bruce Brown was doing. He's going to be a very integral part to their bench, to their depth. He Listen, he had a lot of performances throughout the playoffs, especially in the finals where he came in with the spark plug, doing things on both ends of the floor. He's going to be a very good connecting piece off the bench for them. And so, yeah, I think that he is going to elevate in this in this role with more opportunity.
0: For sure. I think that's undoubtable. They, yeah. The reason they were fine letting him walk, uh, him being Bruce Brown, is because Christian Brown is there. And I hate the way he spells his name. It pisses me off. I feel like <laughs> Jeff Van Gundy. But, yeah, this is the best fact. There's really no other options with this team. Yeah, yeah,
2: I agree. Speaking about almost like no other options to finish off the Southeast, the Miami Heat. Oh, Lord. It's going to be like the most random player that no one has ever heard of. You know, he has no face scan in 2K, probably a 69 (laughs) overall, zero badges, shooting 65% from from three, those type of vibes. So with that being said, I have potential two options. I have one written down on my list. I'm going to say his name, Haywood Highsmith. But really, I want to flip it. And I want to say Julian Champagney. I think okay. out of everyone on their team, which is such a they're deep mud. cut,
1: bro. They're in the mud. Like, yeah, they're in the mud. You know what I'm saying? He might be like the itch. next.
2: He might be <laughs> the next in terms of getting it out of the mud like just the most nobody player, quote unquote. Like, like Julian Jesus. Champagne, bro. <laughs> Similar to okay. Max Strews and Gabe Vincent. Okay. He's a he's a productive player. He ate in the G League last year for the San Antonio Spurs. Surprised that they let him go, but I guess it makes sense considering how much they invested in, in Devin Vassell, but that's either here or there. Yeah. Um, Julian Champagne has the highest ceiling just because of the archetype of player that he is. I would say Hayward Highsmith, but the hope for him is to shoot 35% from being played good defense consistently. That's it, bro. And that's not a high bar. And that's not a breakout to me.
0: Yeah. Okay. Listen, every year, the Heat find one of these people to inject yes. Super Soldier <laughs> Serum into, and they just become fantastic role players that will get paid by another contender later. I won't be shocked at all if Champagne is the guy this year, because I can't be shocked at anything with the Miami Heat. It's not allowed anymore, so I'll give it to you.
1: Exactly. We're, we're laughing now. They're making us pay later.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah Champagne is going to seal the playoff series as they take down the 76ers. <laughs> it's
1: going to be Eastern great. conference finals MVP incoming.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> next team, I have who am I going to next? The Pelicans. And okay. I wanted to go Trey Murphy. I think Pain. that was a conventional pick. Trey Murphy's awesome. I think it will be very good. I am going Zion yeah. Williamson. <laughs> I'm, oh my I'm, God! This is? Is your,
1: no way! This is a fraudulent breakout player. I'm pick. Once
0: again, believing in a Zion Williamson breakout, I think all we've heard all summer. Listen, we hear this bullshit every summer from every team, so take it with a grain of salt. But it seems to be that he is finally focusing on his health and understands the situation he's in with the fact that he's wasted the first four years of his career because of injuries, that some hand isn't his fault, some hand, is, some hand is him not taking his health seriously and putting himself in the best situation to deal with his body type and the fact that he'll always be a little bit injured. It seems like now is the year where they're finally emphasizing that and he's taking it seriously. So listen, all he has to do is not get hurt, which is a humongous if. But if he stays healthy, he's guaranteed to make a jump to being one of the best players in the league. Like, it's not a question of if he can get better at this or better at that. It's literally just, if you're healthy, you're going to be all in NBA. And that is the definition of a breakout to me.
1: Listen, being a father gives you perspective, I guess. That sounds
0: like I'm a father. Too, like you said <laughs> <that>.
1: <laughs> listen, I'm, I'm Isaac, Is something father. you need to tell us? <laughs> I, stop that. Stop that. Stop <laughs> that. Listen, all I'm saying is that if Zion... I, I, no, listen. One, this is a fraudulent pick. He's been in the league for like five years. He's so? every. Mo put him in his top 10 players at the start of <laughs> the last season. When Mo he was, playing was crazy. It. You no, I was said not. I literally had the same belief as you. Mo though, but you agreed with Mo and was like, listen, I support you because you took the extra step that I wish that I would have done in my list, but I didn't. Did I do it? <laughs> Stop it, but I, you co-signed I you this is This is a guy, this is a guy that you already think can be like MVP caliber of, of the league. And it's literally just healthy or not healthy. I don't think that that exactly. like, quality. breakout doesn't mean one thing. Breakout doesn't have to mean you go from
0: irrelevant to good or from good to great. It can be anything. If you're going, no one does real, not. Like, what are you
2: talking about? You're bending no. the rules of society. It literally breakout means
0: can be so. What eff- breakout just means you're breaking out and to hit, hitting a new tier. It can mean multiple things. If you but you're there's no but from, there's
1: no tier that he's hitting. It's literally just are you <laughs> healthy or are you not? Like there's nothing on the basketball floor. I'm that he, that's saying like,
0: he could be an MVP voting type of guy if he says healthy. Was he, in, was he in MVP voting last year?
1: He was in conversations when he was healthy. They
2: were the number one seed last year. I'm
1: saying if he stays healthy, when he can catapult healthy. himself into those conversations. He's not a breakout.
2: You're tweaking on this He's not a
0: breakout one, player. Yeah. You are, you, you
1: are, why are we acting like there's a
0: definition to breakouts?
1: Because we already decided that this was like a very like loose thing but you took it too far this is ridiculous <laughs> first of all why do you care what are we talking about <laughs> listen man words mean things okay okay Yeah, no, you're bending words have definitions, definitions here
2: and I ain't with that Isaac. there's no the definition no, no this, is, this is too far the definition big to Murphy. Out. that is crazy
1: give Trey Murphy his flowers
0: Great. Exactly. Trey Murphy's an average 14 instead of 12 whoop de do I'm glad you fucking put that into writing <laughs> I'm glad we used uh, a slot to discuss Trey Murphy's extra 2 points per game this year <laughs> he's hurt so just,
2: i don't even know we'll get to that
1: there we go i'm glad we wasted it on nothing
2: <laughs> nah screw you still screw you for life
0: <laughs> for screwing him bro yeah, that's just, crazy nah, nah, nah. i can't get behind that uh, yeah. <laughs> i can't get who's your next team <laughs>
1: all right
0: who do i have next uh, you know we'll
1: get we'll get the jazz out out the way and i guess we'll just finish up with the l.a but, but yeah we'll get the jazz out the way i'm picking keontae george um, he was a picking st- a rookie. He's That's a rookie. Basic. You're bending the rules Moral, too. <laughs> what are what type hey, of runner we who's on? Who's your next guy? Who's your next guy? Rookies can't be
0: breakouts. It's impossible. Nah, you who's your, bro, next, who's your next
1: guy? <laughs>
0: bro, who's your next okay. guy? <laughs> you have to you can't break out when Keontae. you were in the league the last year. It's impossible. Okay. Okay. You don't. Know, Can you say? Can you say? Yeah, yeah. There's a difference
1: between Keontae George being a breakout player and literally Zion Williamson, who you had in in MVP talks.
2: He was an all-star. This is equally as bad. This is equally as bad. I ain't going to lie to you. Keontae <laughs> played zero games. He just had some fantastic summer <laughs> league highlights. What is he breaking out from? He just got his first no, check like two you days can, ago. I'm
0: joking.
1: You can pick Keontae George. <laughs> I don't care.
2: That's terrible. You should pick Colin Sexton. God damn it. Or Orchabaji, someone else. Or I, listen,
1: I was, between, I was between Keontae and Ogbaje. And I just think that Keontae George is really good. I think that he's going to No, be I awesome. agree with you. Yeah. I, I, I think, I think like that he's going to be better than... Uh, so no, I, I that's that's, that's why I picked him.
0: I think he'll immediately contribute and can be a guy that takes him to the next level. (laughs) This is some nasty work. All right. Anyways, moving on. You guys care so much about the definition of breakout. (laughs) Yes, No, it's just like when
1: it's egregious like that and you're picking Zion Williamson, it's like, okay, come on.
0: Donovan, you're egregious too. You
2: actually might be a little bit worse because he didn't even play anything.
0: I don't fucking think it's egregious. I think breakout means somebody who's going to take a leap and take a team to the next level. And if Zion stays healthy, he will do that.
1: But but when we're talking about that, we're talking about it in the terms of like their basketball skill. And there's literally nothing that we're talking... With Zion, it has nothing to do with his basketball skill. It doesn't matter.
0: The point. it's just a different pick for a different reason, which is okay. It doesn't all got to be the same reasons. There's no breakout, no. though. <laughs> if, <laughs> what's the, oh, my God. The breakout what's will be the breakout? him first-team All-NBA. You become first-team All-NBA. You broke out. You did something you've never done before. It doesn't matter why he did it. He wasn't able to do it last year, and he might do it next year. That's the point. Listen, why are we arguing about this definition of breakout?
1: <laughs> Come on, Beca- because See, again, Donovan, be you have
2: no right to continue to argue this because you heard that and proceeded to choose Keontae George. <laughs> <laughs> As if now, like your oh, definition, now your your definition holds no weight to me. I will go ahead and keep this tradition alive. You
3: lost credibility.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly, bro. You're not standing oh. on business like you came to stand on business. Let's be for real. Come on. Now. You I can't pick Keontae, and George. God. you went from an all-star to breakout to now like a rookie. Who didn't even play no games? So I was like, what are we doing right now? But anyway, this is getting
0: off the rails.
1: So let's let's continue central division. You use free throw percentage to tell me that Jalen Suggs is going to be a good player this year. You, you, you don't time. have any right to tell it's me an what my definition is. <laughs> and he shot, he shot worse he from the time. free throw line. You use declining free throw numbers to be like, nah, yeah, you no, got it.
0: <laughs> you picked the worst player in the Magic rotation. <laughs> Listen,
2: bro, my, I have validity in my argument though. If he can shoot on a consistent basis, then he got a spot. That's it. No. When it comes to definition of breakout, he is that. Marco there's no Pulse definition of him. Break- okay, listen, Yes, there listen, is. Look it up. H- Marion Webster, look, bring look, this let's shit up, it, bro. Let's
1: keep it moving. Everybody gets one egregious pick. We all, we all have. Chicago at this point. Bulls. Let's move on.
2: Chicago Bulls. Io Dusumu. They have no like so young sure. players for real, other than Patrick Williams. I want to say Patrick Williams, but I'm going against my own beliefs.
0: So that's Ayo Plus, there's nice. no Lonzo,
2: so the opportunity is going to be there.
0: I think if I would have broke out, he would have been did it. I think I.O was I.O. Facts. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> wow, the All Bulls right, are just mid. Facts. They have no good options. All right. Next team I got. The Golden State Warriors. I guess it's gotta be Jonathan Kaminga.
1: Okay. <laughs> Whatever that looks like. I agree. Listen, I agree. I don't I'll go that way. I don't I don't think that Jonathan Kaminga is gonna break out, and I don't think that you think that Jonathan Kaminga <laughs> is gonna break out either. <laughs> So we just got to move on <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> Yeah, I we're mean, all yeah. just lying at this point.
0: It's either him or Moses Moody. I don't know who else you could possibly pick. They have two young guys that can possibly make a growth spurt. I'm just going to go with Kaminga. I don't know why.
1: <laughs> okay, cool. All right. My next one, I'm going to go with the Blazers. I guess I guess I, guess I go Shaden Sharp. For me, it was between... Really? Okay. between I should know I'm not going to tell you my other pick because it's kind of egregious but I'll go with I'll go with Shane go with Sharp right now what are you going to say <laughs> I was going to say DeAndre Ayton oh. It's not egregious. oh that's great okay, that's cool. even better than Shannon Sharp okay, because cool. Shannon
2: Sharp was a rookie I love that cool
1: Cool. I'll go with with DeAndre Aiden. just because I think that he's going to be in a position that. where more touches are going to are going to go his way. He's going to be in a position where his offensive game is going to be able to be expanded. He's going to be a featured role. Maybe he finds whatever effort and hustle or motor that he <laughs> lost in you know from his first two years, and he's a like legitimate two way guy that also like looks the part as well as like the the numbers match the way that he looks, and so. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Aiden.
0: Oh yeah, yeah I respect that. I, I would win him, pick. or I think Anthony Simons could also make a big leap. Another Dame isn't there, but yeah, I I am still fully. I have all the DeAndre Aiden stock. Everybody's trying to get me to panic sell it. I won't do it. I think he's good, and I feel like I'm the only one left that thinks that in the world. So I'm glad to hear that you think he's at least decent.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, he's good. He's solid. <laughs> he,
2: yeah. he conformed into the definition of outbreak. I love it, and I'm gonna continue this trend. Next up, I have the Cleveland Cavaliers and for this team it's weird cuz they don't have any really young players who have a massive opportunity to surge production wise on the court and also numerically as well. So with that being said, I might have to lean towards Evan Mobley. If he can take another leap, that'll do not numbers. Yeah, if he takes another leap, that'll do wonders for the sac- for the Cleveland Cavaliers on the court and also win total losses. Um but when it comes to him averaging 20, I don't know if that'll happen because he has Darius Garland on his team. But if he can pop a J here or two on a consistent basis, hell, may I even say, can he hit a three-pointer <laughs> a game? Then that Cavs team looks different, and that's what they need. They need more f- versatility and flexibility on the offensive end, and he just needs to gain a couple pounds, too. Listen, yeah, yeah. He look, to look if, a- he
1: could, if he could be healthy and make threes, he could break out. So like I'm with you. <laughs> It's everyone <laughs> yeah. uh, No he has to like you said,
0: He has to get that strength And if he's not Going to be a good Jump shooter He has to be a good Self created rim scorer Right now he's a great lock threat When people are Creating for him Which is no good When you have two Dynamic guards To run pick and rolls with But if he can't Do anything off the dribble It's going to be tough For that offense To stay afloat in the playoffs So yeah. I, I agree It doesn't necessarily Got to be shooting though It can be like you said Strength to Just create your shot In some way
2: very right now random, he's kind note. of
0: like it's kind of very like young Chris porzingis ish where like he's just tall and skinny and can't really get to his spot.
2: Oh my gosh, yeah. Random ass right. no, but Zaire Smith is on this roster. I don't know if anyone knows who that is, but he was drafted by the Philadelphia 76ers over Macau Bridges. He was traded for Macau Bridges, which is one of the like low-key most cool. egregious trades in recent history. They gave up bridges
0: and two first-round picks to get Zaire. Smith. And this dude,
2: I tell you, this dude almost died. All right. Right, right when he got drafted. He he had a peanut allergy, bro. And since then, he, he got cut from an NBA team. Forgot who he got traded to. And he hasn't play, been able to play basketball since then. And I'm just now looking. He got picked up by the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's insane.
0: Yeah, it's a crazy story. He lost like 40 pounds in the season. Like, it was something crazy. And like, that's why he never recovered. It was crazy. That was Aaron Smith. Glad he still had a team. Yeah, Came that's paid. great. My next player is on the Houston Rockets. A lot of young guys in this team. I went with Jabari Smith Jr., who I think is going to have a much, much, much better season than last year and make people realize that he was a top three pick for a reason. I think after last year, people kind of think he's a bust and that he just fucking sucks and can't do anything. I think that's because, like everybody else in this roster, he was playing for Steven Silas, who was by far the worst coach in the NBA, to put it politely. And when you come under a new coach that is defensive-oriented, is I don't know, discipline oriented, going to make them be playing like an actual team and not just a bunch of guys out there hooping and can put him in positions to succeed and not just have to create everything for himself off the dribble. I think we'll realize that he has this really high level catch and shoot shooting ability for a big man and can do something attacking the dribble handoffs with that. And yeah, I think he'll just prove to be a very solid player, which is all you can really ask for for a second year leap.
1: Yeah, I'm with it. I think that, I think that for, for Jabari and even for the Rockets, like as a whole, Having email there is going to give them a lot more direction, and especially having Van Bleet there to kind of set people up. Yeah, I I like I like this pick. I think, and even whenever he was drafted, everybody kind of understood like that. Offensively, Jabari is going to take time to to develop, and now that he's been in the league for a year, and again, there's there's just going to be better structure in Houston. I I really like this pick from you. I'm with it. Yeah, I, yeah. It. I
0: don't see a world where he doesn't have a bounce back year, at least in some capacity. Maybe we'll still think that his ceiling isn't what we thought it could be at the draft, but he's gotta be better off of after last year. There's no way he doesn't. Yeah, I love This that picture Mikil yeah. just pulled up. Said it looks like Jabari ate a oh, super mushroom. Yeah, he, he, he added some muscle over the offseason.
2: Added some yeah. muscle. He was putting in work in a fucking two K Gym bro, got some VC and went ahead and <laughs> tatted up his arm. <laughs> he was do he was putting in work for real. I love
0: that. Yeah. I, I think he will be good. I still That's don't necessarily good. think we will be a star, and I don't know if he we should have went top three, but I think we will be a very good, productive player.
1: Yeah. All right. Um, who am I going to go? With? I'm going to go with the Raptors. I don't think that anybody's really going to break out this year. I think that the Raptors are um, extremely mid and <laughs> don't really have a lot of hope. So I think for them, the biggest thing that they can hope is that Scotty Barnes re- returns to... Yeah that he gets back on whatever development path that they thought he was going to be on and that everything that they saw rookie of the year in his first season was, was, was more than just like a Tyreek Evans rookie of the year where it's a one off (laughs) and we're never going to see that again. Um, But I think that he's going to be in a position where like the ball is going to be in his hands. Hopefully he can be like a better playmate. He, He can shoot better. I think this one is more of just like a hope for Raptors fans and for the organization that he can take another step and, and really not even go past where he was just get back to where you were and then we can keep moving from there but there's a lot of yeah. improving that Barnes needs to do
0: yeah I can All see that. that they're they're gonna like you said they're gonna need him to improve or they're gonna be extremely crap like just, they're, they're, that's the only hope they have and <laughs> extremely crap. during media day it was interesting because they talked a lot about last year they were playing selfish basketball and in a lot of ways, it kind of felt like they were pointing fingers at Pascal Siakam. Uh, everything they were saying kind of seemed like they, like they don't value Siakam, like he's their best player and don't really want to build around him. Like it wasn't very encouraging if you're Siakam and you hear your team talk about you as the best player. So that sounds to me like they're probably going to be prioritizing Scotty Barnes and also uh, Masai Ujiri's son, O.J. Ananobi. Those two guys <laughs> are going to get a bulk of the focus and maybe Siakam isn't going to be there that long. If that's the case... You could see them with a new coach putting a lot of emphasis on putting Barnes in positions to succeed.
1: Facts. They want, listen, they want 10 first-round picks for OG and Nobi. They're gonna they're, they're gonna ship <laughs> Pascal ridiculous. Siakam out for a bag of chips, <clears throat> and it's gonna be and it's gonna be <laughs> Scotty Barnes' team in no time. So yeah, he's they're gonna need him to step up.
0: The shit they were saying about Pascal and the selfishness stuff and throwing subtle jabs at him. I was like, this is crazy. They do not respect their best player.
2: Oh my gosh, bro. There's a whole lot of mid going on over there at Toronto. They need to make up. What's <laughs> his name? assign needs to make up his mind and just try your best to build around Scotty Barnes and get this he's failed washed. experiment over with, bro. God, it's terrible. But moving on to the Mo, to the Milwaukee Bucks for the breakout player. There's not really a lot of options because again, vet heavy team, championship contention team. But if anyone has an opportunity to break out, it's going to be Marjan Beauchamp because he's going to be leaned on or relied right on yep. a lot. Um, With Chris Middleton still coming back, you might have to – there are going to be times probably where he's going to be out of the lineup and Marshawn is logically the only – is probably going to be the next person up for that. And uh, he can do a lot of things on this team that, you know, a lot of other people or a lot of other players on their roster aren't best equipped to do. He can be a fucking – Consistent, great finisher, while also hounding the glass and all that little good stuff. You know, that's the only hope for them to do for him. That's the only hope for him. And if he can develop into that, while also, hey, can he pop a three? Like we said, there's the consistency uh when it comes to the list. Hey, if he can shoot, hey, he's up there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs>
0: he, he he's definitely shoot, on he's on the court. He'll be a good player. <laughs>
2: Yeah, bro. So he's the only one who really fits this mold of breakout player. Yeah, he
0: he has the opportunity to be an effective role player for them from a position of need. I I can see this.
1: Yeah. I'm with it.
0: On to my next team. We are going to circle back to the Pacific Division and close it out with the Phoenix Suns. I went with Nazir Little. I think this can be similar to, who did I pick earlier? Kenya Martin Jr., where he is a guy that is decent, I don't think he's as promising in any specific area as Kenya Martin is as a finisher and rebounder and all that stuff. But I think he'll be a big wing defender on a team that desperately needs big wing defenders and some young juice in their lineup. So I think he'll have the opportunity to use his strengths in a very limited role and shine in that role. And I don't even know if he's that good, but opportunity alone, <laughs> I think he can be somebody that makes a bigger name for himself with the Suns this year and the you know the microscope yeah. they're going to be under. Yeah, Yeah, you
1: could have picked really anybody on their bench, (laughs) even even, (laughs) exactly, even even Eric Gordon and been like he's gonna have a breakout year just because they're gonna have they're gonna have a lot of guys that they need (laughs) to step up because their top three is so top heavy, you know. So I like I like this pick. Yeah, Nazir Little is a player
2: who he was in the archetype of I want to say like. It just felt like there was an era of NBA draft basketball where there was a bunch of Josh Jacksons and he was lumped into that. <laughs> Athletic, mean defender. But can you fucking shoot for the life of me, please? And Nazir Little was that. <laughs> and over the last few years for the Portland Trailblazers, <laughs> he developed an actual consistent three-point shot while also doing the Stay valuable healthy. things like playing menacing <laughs> defense. So he's a, he's a great Stay player. Healthy. And I do think down, he's going to be... No, he already knows how to knock down threes. That's my that's the thing, and I know that he's yeah. gonna be one of the he's gonna be a fan favorite over there. He's gonna be yeah. a consistent piece,
0: no, oh, for sure. He, he can be a good pers- part of that closing lineup for them if things go right for him, which would be a big upgrade from where he was at in Portland, where he's kind of just twirling away. Yeah,
1: yeah. All right, my next my next pick, I'm gonna go to the Philadelphia 76ers. I was on this train last year, kind of had to delay it a little bit. This is, going to be, this is finally going to be Tyrese Maxey's <laughs> breakout year. I don't think that James Harden is going to be on this team by December. And I think that by that point, Maxey will have control of the offense. He's going to be able to run it and be their point guard. And he's taking a leap every year offensively. And I listen, if not now, win, right? <laughs> this team is in huge Boy. fluctuation. And it's about time that they give Maxey the keys. It's going to happen. He's going to make another jump and everybody everybody already loves Tyrese Maxey and is like, oh, he has that dog in him. Now is when his play matches up with the amount of love and, you know, adoration that everyone has for him.
0: Yeah, it, so. it has to be him, right? Like if, if losing Harden, your only hope for keeping Joel Embiid happy is Maxey becoming an all-star. I'm becoming a little bit skeptical that he has that ceiling in him. But listen, if Harden goes, somebody has to get those touches and he's an efficient scorer. If he can keep that up, and continue that level of efficiency with the increased touches for a whole season, it'll be hard for him to not become an all-star.
1: Facts. Yeah. Big yeah. facts.
2: I like that. So, to round this off, the Indiana Pacers, your breakout player of the year, will 110% be wait, Obi Toppin. Wait, 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 don't
0: say it. Don't say it. Oh, okay. I was going to say, say it at the same time. I was going to say, is uh, it Obi Toppin? Yeah.
2: I'm sure we're all going to
0: say nice. Obi Toppin. Yeah.
2: Um, good pick. Good pick. This is a perfect picture-perfect fit, because the type of offense that they play, who he's playing next to at five, fucking Tyrese Maxey's his point guard, and Obi Toppin is one of the better athletes in the NBA who loves to play above the rim, and he's just someone who, unfortunately, got thrown into a situation to where he really wasn't needed as much. You know, He was there around the same time as Julius Randle, and then they re-upped. They gave Julius Randle a fucking fat-ass bag, and that then made Obi Toppin redundant. Why did they
0: draft him? (laughs)
2: I know exactly. I fucking hated it, bro. I fucking hated it. But it is what it is. I can't. And stand so to this, man. you know, like they, they just yeah. fumbled. They just literally derailed three years of his NBA career. And I'm I with the top of with the type of progression that I've seen him make with the very limited touches on the court. Him improving his free throw percentage, which is a great indicator to see how good of a shooter someone can be. Yeah, uh, he saw like eighty percent from the line last year. Before that, seventy-five. Before that, seventy or some shit like that. The improvement is there. Now we just need to see him get more touches and pin playing high-flying offense, running up and down the court in transition, while also being meh defensively. Like, yo, this this is a per, this is a picture-perfect place for him, and he's set up to go ahead and average maybe thirteen points per game. An efficient 13 points per game. <laughs> which is great. That's that's, listen, you know, listen, like, that's a that's, that's a big improvement. That's, that's a big improvement. That's breakout. That's textbook yeah. breakout. He went from <laughs> averaging seven points listen. per game, bro. <laughs> in 15 minutes. He can, can easily get up to. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. I know. That's, that's not that's funny. Big. I was just
0: expecting a bigger number and the in the way you just like built up this whole yeah. thing 13 points
1: per game. <laughs> yeah. That how so disgusting big. I am, bro. Listen, not yeah. not everybody can be a superstar, Isaac. Okay, 13 points is. <laughs> Very solid That's
0: so, at sure. minimum I, two bro I'm very That's happy that for Obi Toppin I, 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 yeah, like be Perfect position four. Being next to a ball handler That can feed him dunks And having a center That can stretch the court And keep that open Don't don't pause me on that That was not, <laughs> not that, that was not
1: <laughs> You just said it With so much gumption <laughs> That it was just like Okay Gumption on, <laughs> Are you pausing me Because I was too excited About dunks <laughs> <laughs> no, no 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 You, you just You just The way you said, like, listen, if you put him next to a ball handler, and I was just like, okay, (laughs) relax, relax, relax. We can't talk (laughs) about nothing. Calm down. He's going to run the court and
0: catch lobs. Tyrese (laughs) Halliburton is one of the best passes in the league to give him those lobs. Miles Turner is one of the best centers in the league to give him space to do those lobs. If he can't succeed here, he can't succeed anywhere, so he has to break out, or else he's just not going to be a relevant player going forward.
2: He's definitely going to be an MIP candidate, top five. Think so? Yeah, for sure.
0: I can see that. I, that wouldn't shock me. I, I just don't know if he's that good. We'll see. You have to have a certain level of talent in you that he has had the chance to tell if he has or not. So we'll see if he has that bag in him. But I, I look forward to finding out. Yeah. Another guy I will be drafting in fantasy basketball. <laughs>
1: I'm getting him before you. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm getting him.
0: For my final team, listen, team number 10, we're finally getting out of here soon. Or oh, don't with this segment. So I've got a whole lot of podcasts left. My last team, I have the San Antonio Spurs... Going with the guy that just got a generational payday, Devin Vassell. Woo! You want to talk about most improved player candidates. This might be the favorite to win it this year. I think he's finally going to be on a team that has a centerpiece in Victor Womanyama that can... Maybe not. he's not going to immediately make them good, but he's going to obviously raise their floor purely off of being one of the best rim protectors in the league immediately, probably. And they're going to have more attention on them. People are going to be watching them. For that alone, people are going to realize for the first time that Devin Vassell has been good. And now he's going to hit that tier where he has the payday to, you know, a lot of opportunity comes from locker room politics. And now being the max player on the team, he's going to be expected to take that leap and take those touches. He has that opportunity, plus all the skill, plus the attention. He's going to be that guy making that jump into being a low-level low, low, low level all-star type guy, I think. I, I gonna tell you love if that. You
1: want, if you want to go ahead and put some stock in Devin Vassell being most improved, you can do it. Here are some of the lists. Here are some of the names in terms of people who have better better odds to be most okay. improved player. Cam Johnson. What? Paulo Banquero. Jalen okay. Green. What the f- Anthony okay. Edwards. Uh, Jabari Smith Jr. DeAndre Ayton. Desmond Bain. Obi Toppin. Walker Kessler. Shaden Sharp. Jalen Williams. Josh Giddy, Franz Wagner. It just keeps going. Who's Shane the favorite? Gould. Favorite is Mikael Bridges.
0: Lazy pick, but I, I see it. Who's, number, the, who, who's
1: the top four? Like name off. Top four, Bridges, Cunningham, Tyrese Maxey, Anthony Simons, and then Austin Reeves. Okay, that's a good
0: pick. Is. So maybe maybe, maybe won't win it, but I think <laughs> he'll Sal's be in that mix for sure. far down the list. I think that's a good bet, honestly. I think that's like a, that's a smart money bet.
1: Put the little $10 on that, see if you can win $150. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, go, go ahead and get that. He's, he's, 51, <laughs> teach you know 50, to he's 50 to one right now. <laughs>
0: He's 51st. That's that's crazy. See, that's what the fuck I'm talking about. People don't know no, about the Spurs' f- existence. F- 50 to 1. Oh, 50 yeah. to 1. Okay. Yeah. That's, but that's what I'm talking about. People teams. don't know about the Spurs' existence, and they don't realize he's already good and poised to take a breakout year. Like People just aren't aware he's a person.
2: Yeah, exactly. When he got that fat ass bag and was announced that everyone was like, who? What? Oh, my goodness. And they just (laughs) don't for no. I don't blame them, but they didn't watch fucking San Antonio Spurs basketball. Bro, when back when he got drafted in 2022, I believe I was praying that the Atlanta Hawks would go ahead and draft him because I just envisioned the beautiful synergy and also obviously much needed defensive presence that he provides with that insane length. Oh, no pause. That, Great. I can, y'all no, are normal. A, now. Thank thing. God. Okay. <laughs> Thank God. I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that. But yeah, man, he, this is well, this is a well deserved bag that he'll prove that he's worth and expect big things from him this season, bro. Yeah.
0: yeah. 100%. And listen, hand up. I don't be watching the sports like that either. That's the team I watched at <laughs> least over the last two years, but I have to watch every team at least a little bit. And I've watched them enough to know Devin Vassell is definitely their best player. And it's going to be... Him. Listen, maybe the breakout's just Wimbledon because he's going to be the guy that <laughs> takes him over the top. But from players I already have, it's Vazel.
1: Yeah, true. Okay. My last player, we're going with the Boston Celtics. And listen, this is... The only person that I can pick is the only person that can step up. And that's Wait, O'Shea on, Burs-
0: Oh, you're saying O'Shea Brissett? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was Who are you going? Peyton Pritchard.
1: He's not seen the floor. <laughs> he has to now. He has Peyton, to. Peyton Pritchard. Listen, Peyton Pritchard is unplayable in playoff situations. <laughs> He's not the guy that they need to step up. They need O'Shea Brissett to step up. You need okay, somebody. Like pick. You need some. Listen, he had a bad shooting year last year. The year before that, he shot thirty five percent from three. They're gonna need him to be big, get back um, to that level shooting because, like we talked about earlier, right now they are six deep and their bench is extremely thin. And once you start getting it. You get into Peyton Pritchard, O'Shea Brissett, Luke Cornet, those kinds of names. They need one of them to hit to have a legitimate playoff rotation. And I think having the um, I think having the the size and the and the profile of O'Shea Brissett is what they need. So I think that he, if he if he was the breakout player for them, that would be best case scenario.
0: I can see that. Yeah, they, they like definitely that. need somebody in that role, and he's the only one they have that can potentially play that role. Uh, I've, unless they think Luke Cornette is that dude, is going to be their backup big. O'Shea's is the best dart throw you can throw out of a whole bunch of bad options. He's yeah. been predictive before,
2: at an okay level. And I don't see a world where next to better players... Well, hopefully, I don't see... Hopefully, there is no world next to better players. He just ends up going on this trajectory of just being a meh NBA player. So, I respect that pick. Yeah. To round this off, so we can go into TikTok time. For the Detroit Pistons, I have similar reasons. Cade Cunningham, similar reasons to you, Isaac. He just needs to fucking stay healthy. Although, like, Cade Cunningham is a already establishes a good player he just hasn't shown that consistency
0: because of the the jury's still out. the jury's still out of shit he hasn't done shit yet (laughs) it's all theoretical well when
2: he when he has been there though when he has been there through his rookie year and the first whole games that he did play like he He did last year Okay. Anyways, so my point. <laughs> <laughs> he is a starting level like, player. Ahead, go bro. ahead and cook, go He's a starting cook. level player, bro. And if the Detroit Pistons, like you're saying, if he, if he was ass last year last year, Isaac, if they end up if they want to see any type of projection and scaling up the W's instead of collecting more L's, then it's gonna start and finish yep. with Katie Cunningham. No, it doesn't 100%. matter how good Jaden Ivey is, it doesn't matter how good the Thompson to win is or anything like that, bro. Like it starts and finishes with him because he is the driver of that offense. And also he's gonna be a part a part of their defense as well. But when it comes to the scoring, the facilitating, especially because of the type of guard that Jaden Ivey is, like they need him to come through. And I think that 100%. he will revive his name this offseason or this season, similar like to like Lamelo Ball in terms of kind of being forgotten and all that, into one of the better young point guards into the NBA.
0: Hundred percent, you're you're cooking. If he's not good, then this core isn't going anywhere. They have to recalibrate and tank again to find a new number one pick because it all everything they do is around him. Jaden Ivey can be a good starting point guard, probably not going to be the level of prospect that can be the one on the team. I mean, Thompson, I mean, uh, Asar, we all love him. Only love him in this team because he can play next to a star like Cade Cunningham. If that star exactly. of Cade Cunningham isn't there, this team is as hopeless as any in the league.
2: This entire system is broken, bro. And Cade was good. He wasn't <laughs> fucking ass at all, bro. And when I said oh, that, first, I was dotting shit was up that year, day.
1: That was Listen, rough.
2: he was bleak, bro. But as a rookie, considering... As a rookie point guard, number one overall pick, he played well. Yeah, he shot, what, 30% from the three point line or maybe 27? I don't know. <laughs> ah, Regardless of the fact.
1: <laughs> he, he played well. Did That's he make good. Sh- no, did he make layups? No, nah, not really, but like, he's, <laughs> no, he,
2: was bro, okay. he was
1: facilitating.
2: He, was he did honest. have, he had plenty of moments, bro. He had plenty uh, of moments. Yeah. He looked KD in the eyes two years ago, bro, and was like, I'm here. You know what I'm saying? So KDM yeah, 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 I, is I not ass. I didn't,
0: <laughs> I didn't mean that to say that he is, like he was putrid or anything, he shot like shit the first twelve games of last year. But sure. as a rookie, I the reason I was saying the jury's still out is because it's not a guarantee that he's on the path to being like a superstar. We all think that because of draft status, what he can do with that size and skill and stuff. But even though he looked good his rookie year, three point shot wasn't falling. Rims to uh, rim scoring wasn't good. His burst didn't look incredible. The passing it's was never looked incredible. Like, you yeah. can handle it. Yeah, he's a good defender. We thought he was going to be like a. Like a tier one passer, like Lamelo type shit. He's not that. He's a good playmaker, but he's not. And like, listen, if you're not an elite passer, shooter, or rim finisher, you're not going to be a star player. He has to get <laughs> better at one of those things at least. And that's why I said the jury's still out because I think he can. He can probably get better at all those things, but it's not a guarantee yet. He might just be a really good player that's not a star. Yeah, yeah. he was Time
2: coming out of college, Time to coming out up. of college, and also coming out of high school. He had a lot of eyes on him, and he was viewed as one of the more complete prospects over the last few years. Faction. And people were comparing him to the. Sh- he had people were saying he had shades of Jason Tatum and Luka Doncic. Those are very fucking lofty comparisons. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Who are people? It may have been me. I ain't gonna lie to you. But in regards <laughs> to the fact, <laughs> the potential is there for him to stand out as a point guard. Someone who's six seven, big body. He in general is a good facilitator. Needs to continue to prove that the shooting has sh- his shot form has been has been changing over the last few years. But. I'm done talking about Kate Cunningham.
3: Let's get into TikTok
0: time, please! The crowd eaters no are no. paying for it! <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's go.
0: As always, we're going to begin with the draft. This time we're going to do a draft that people have actually been asking us for quite a bit in the comments over the years. Over the years. Over the past year. i mean, it's not like we for fucking four-year veterans. But um, that's going to be a draft of only players that came out of high school. Let's so this go. This should Woo. be an interesting one. Let's go. You, you, you guys know who's headlined by, but once you get past the first few... It's going to be some really interesting strategy at play. We're do be I finally in hell. get first pick? You do have first pick. You have finally. First... You say finally. It was exactly two weeks ago. I know. <laughs> yeah. And just for that, it, you didn't get the first pick so, until February. It feels so long. But at the,
1: <laughs> same time, at the same time, this is one of those drafts where I wish I was at three so I could double up early and get some real talent. But listen, I'm not mad with the first get pick. Get some real talent. Yeah. <laughs> All
0: right, man. So let's draft NBA lineups with only players who were drafted out of high school. Who we got, Donovan?
1: First pick, give me LeBron James. Clear cut. Second pick, give me Kobe Bryant.
2: Okay, there we go. This is easiest day. Get that out the way. Now let's really draft. Third pick, (laughs) go ahead and give me Kevin Garnett. Then I'm going to double up and get
0: Tracy McGrady. Ooh, okay. I'm glad you did that because I need an elite big. Give me Dwight Howard's second pick.
1: No! <laughs> and this is why I want. This is why I wanted to double up, but it's okay. Yep.
0: Dwight Howard um, and Kobe, we've seen
2: that before. He didn't end up well.
1: <laughs> that is true. Isaac may have fumbled already. I'm gonna survive uh, a better <laughs> talent this time. Steve Nash <laughs> right. is
0: walking through those doors.
1: <laughs> okay, So, I have Bron. Uh, give me, give me Amari Stoudemire. Okay, and
0: Naturally.
1: and give me Monte Ellis. Monte Ellis. As fuck, <laughs> you want into that bed? Yes, <laughs> you weren't getting You're, him. I was to
2: sing that Montellus post Post Malone song, it was a classic, bro. I used to bang that shit out with my skull candy he headphones. A, what is <laughs> he
0: a post Malone song? Yes, I didn't even know that. Please send that. It's it's hard school, as fuck. <laughs> I need that. You're a sicko. <laughs> yeah, bro, it was hard as fuck. Are you kidding me? All right, I think okay, no, I'm gonna go here. There's not a lot of point guards here. I'm surprised nobody picked them yet. There's one point guard. Give me Sean Livingston.
1: <laughs> you got it, <sighs> listen. mid-range king, old man game.
0: Listen, young Sean Livingston good. pre-injury. <laughs> I need that. Okay.
2: That's fair. All right. So give me someone who's been who's had a better career than Sean Livingston. Give me Lemon Peppa Lou. I need that. All right. Sean okay. Livingston is posting Lou. him
0: up too small. You're Levin getting Peppel destroyed Lou, by my grades.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I need. I know you're not. No, you're not. Let's relax. All right. And then at my four or five, this is flex. Give me Sean Kemp.
0: Sean Kemp didn't take a draft out of high school, did he?
2: No, he didn't. He did not. Well, the-
1: your cap, so no way. L- 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 are you serious? No, no. He went to college. What school did he go to? University. I don't know. <laughs>
2: Bro, what, what what school did you go to? If you yeah, didn't go I to college,
1: college we never played a game due
0: to personal reasons. But he wasn't drafted out of high school. He had a year, had a year out. <laughs> Bro,
2: y- so you trying to, y'all starting to really haggle me like this? He wasn't drafted out of high school. What do you mean?
0: <laughs> he just wasn't. You know what?
2: All right, you know what? Yeah, whatever. Whatever. Definition. Whatever. Whatever. Give me Rashad Lewis. Perfect modern day four.
0: Oh, I was about to pick him next. That's Fuck.
1: Good. Yeah. I was, ho- you I was let hoping me get you get Sean help.
0: Kemp. Y'all should have shut up. Uh. <laughs> Damn. All right. At my four, give me Josh Smith. You okay. bastard. You knew. Oh, my God, bro. I hate what, you. Were you going to pick him at your three?
2: Hey, if I already lost the draft, why can't I go out with pride? <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: Let's see. Okay. So we have. I'm going to have my at my four. Let me go ahead. Get my five. The homie. Give me Jermaine O'Neal. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I knew you were going to go this show old ass. <laughs> you knew he was going to end up on my team. So I have a uh, at the five, Stoddermatt at the four. And you know, give me a, a classic LeBron James teammate. Give me J.R. Smith.
0: Fuck, I was going to That match. was Everybody's nice. ruining my team. Yeah,
2: that was nice. I like that, Donovan. I like that. Oh,
0: I was banking on having him. I'm fucked. Damn. Ah, who do I pick here now? Ooh. Okay. I got an audible. Am I, I'm going to put... Oh, wait. Damn. Okay. I got an audible. Give me Deshaun Stevenson.
1: Ooh. LeBron stopper circa yeah, 2011. Need a, need a good role player there on the wing. Yeah, yeah, he have
2: had to. a great mohawk. I like that pick.
1: Listen, Deshaun. <laughs> listen, him and Dwight Howard at the center position. Listen, that's that's some defense right there.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> Prime Kobe? I don't know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Might be cooking. Uh, man, Sean Livingston 6'7". That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, this is going to be so bleak for me. But you know what? Give me the best nine finger dunker ever, Gerald Green. <laughs> <laughs> Give me Gerald Green, bro. The highlights are gonna be fantastic. Ah, listen, man. if we're playing
1: in two K with these lineups, you're cooking. <laughs> I'll say that.
0: You do Hell have the yeah. all
1: highlight team. That, that's where you're at. <laughs> you told me I don't I think, think you're winning games, get... but like, but listen, you're winning, winning the Instagram comments.
2: <laughs> I'm putting you on ball as life, bro. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I Listen, got. That's Lou how you constructed Williams, your team.
1: And you did a good job. You're not winning. Gail Green.
2: And then I got Rashard Lewis and KG. This is a nice team for what I was given.
0: Wait, 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 for what you were given.
1: <laughs> yeah. Kevin Garnett and Tracy McGrady. Like, you're given something really great. <laughs>
2: Listen, my role players are fucking.
0: Steve off. <laughs> okay, I got. On my team, I have Sean Livingston, Kobe Bryant, Deshaun Stevenson, Josh Smith, and Dwight Howard.
1: Okay. Space is disgusting. Pretty solid. Good. Okay. I have, I have LeBron James, Monte Ellis, Jr. Smith, Amari Stoudemire, and Jermaine O'Neal.
3: Okay. Not I mean, yeah, bad. LeBron, not bad. not Yeah, not bad. <laughs>
2: Yeah, nah, Isaac. Your team spacing is fucking horrendous. <laughs> Everybody's
3: spacing is fucking
0: horrendous.
2: No Mine is not. You miss me with that, boy. I got Lou, I got Lou Will and McGrady. Are you kidding me, Rashard Lewis?
0: It's not you horrendous. You spacing and nothing else. Lou Will, Rashard Lewis, and Gerald Green. Fucking yuck. Up, are you kidding me? You're talking about K- yuck. You got Jason
1: Oh hell
2: no.
0: Nah. Oh
2: hell no. Nah. Well, we ain't doing this. You,
1: who's KG. locking it's up like, on your team? It's not debatable.
2: Listen. You have to outscore me. Good luck. You have Sean Livingston I can outscore and, Smooth and And you have Dwight Howard on your team. Spacing is egregious. It's not hard you to can't, outscore. You can't You're outscore not scoring. a nine-finger your man. Get You're not here.
1: scoring on either one of our teams.
0: <laughs> your team isn't good at offense or defense. I don't know why I hear uh, about Oh, outscoring. whoa, whoa,
2: whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, this is all oh, this is insane slander right now. This is literally Who's passing?
0: slander. Who's, you have Tracy McGrady and KG taking turns playing exposed basketball. Oh, hell No. Bring up the
2: Lou William highlights. <laughs> <laughs> please don't. Please don't. I'm not trying to see that.
0: Uh, That's funny. Okay. So next thing we got, I told you guys earlier in the episode, we're going to get back to Jimmy Butler's fucking hair. This is what we do. And we are here. This is what we Right do. now we're going to do, we're going to put every
1: Jimmy Butler haircut into a tier list. Okay. I, I feel like I know where you guys are going to go and yep. it's already making me upset.
0: <laughs> He's had about six notable haircuts in his career And yeah we're going to put them all in a tier list It's going to be hilarious So let's put all of Jimmy Butler's haircuts Into a tier list
3: <laughs> First off
0: We have young Jimmy Butler with the buzz cut
1: You got to just put this at, at beat this is very like Yeah it's very standard Nothing nothing, yeah. nothing Crazy not outlandish he just, he just had to find himself Had to find yeah, his yeah, hair this is a 21-year-old man. It is what
0: it is.
2: Yeah, exactly. Clean shaven, just got drafted. You know what I'm saying? Like, you are doing what you're supposed to do? Showing your professionalism. I like it. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: <laughs> he, looks like he's, he looks like
0: he's here for a job interview for
2: sure. Yeah, exactly, bro. <laughs> Solid B.
0: Next up, we have Jimmy Butler's infamous fake dreadlocks.
1: <sighs> y'all, know, y'all know I hate these. Y'all know see, I hate these.
0: And I would love would've... to
1: put them in F, but there's oh. actually worse. So I actually... I've gotten I used to him. Yeah, put them in D. Yep, yep. They're they're okay. See, D, D the does. only
2: reason why y'all say D is because he don't have no fucking facial hair. Like that's the real jarring <laughs> exactly. part about exactly. it. Like the no facial hair action with the dreads out of nowhere is crazy as hell. Uh, I can't be mad at that. Yeah, dread terrible
1: extensions, faux dreads. Come on, man. <laughs> no, Come on. Man. That's that's why <laughs> oh, I, can't, man. I can't. I can't. I cannot support that. Next up, we have. He's
0: medium-sized afro from around 2014 or so. This might that, have to
2: be an A. Is that his
0: best? That his it best? has
2: to be an A in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I think we can go A. It's one of his better hair a, it's better. Yeah. It's better than most of them. Yeah, and he's very still like,
1: fairly clean-shaven on this one. Like The facial hair <laughs> isn't like robust. So you know what? Yeah, I think A is good. Very solid hair. Okay. This is very much like Sign of the Times type of haircut. Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. he looks like every exactly. Duke recruit. Yeah, exactly. He was finding himself in his NBA career at this moment on the verge of stardom and all that, bro. This is is great Jimmy Butler before the troll.
0: Next up, we have the 2020 bubble haircut
1: where he was just looking like a mess.
0: F. Holy shit. He (laughs) he
2: looks deranged in this. He was a madman.
1: Listen, I might have to put this in S because there was nothing else that he could have done. We we were in a pandemic. He was at Disney World hooping. Like... Listen, Listen, for no, no cut, no barber, that's actually not bad. It's kind of kind well-kept. Put that in S for me. Well-kept? I'm grading it on a curve, though.
0: So perfectly. Like, this looks like Jimmy Butler, how he played in the bubble. Just like a madman. Exactly. Yeah, he
2: dragged a raggedy-ass team to a top-tier situation. <laughs> I can meet you in the middle if you want to say S, yes, because he did put on a historic performance. I ain't going to lie to you. You
1: know what? We'll, we'll go A. We'll go A. I like A. Okay, put it in A.
0: Yeah. Next up, we have last year when he had the braids with the headband. S. This is, S. Be this an is his S, bro. best
1: haircut that he's had in the league. If it kind of feels like him, kind of feels like Miami at the same time. I'm rocking with it.
0: Okay. I can rock with that. Yeah. Next up, no we have this year's Media Days emo cut Jimmy Butler. <laughs> Hold on, he, bro. He has a. I hear
2: voices in my head. <laughs> ass haircut, bro. They counsel me. They understand. No, like he, he sure is standing up, up the, for all I the emo him. boys in America. <laughs> Shout out to you, bro. Randy Warren theme song. Ass haircut. Get the fuck out of here with the piercings and the. Oh, you crazy as hell. Oh my god. He's going
1: in.
0: He's going in. Touching the goddamn door, No <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, man. Don't you dare put that in S This isn't even F This is a new category This is go bald That's what this is This is lower than F I'd rather you have no hair Than show up outside the house looking like this This is terrible Listen have some respect You would
2: understand after the turmoil that he went They were dangling Lou across his face He was doing Dame, Town Dame time over the summer You have to be sad He's expressing his emotion You're a hater of that?
0: You so misunderstood. <laughs>
2: exactly. <laughs> you just don't get it. You'll never understand. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> it's not meant for you to get. <laughs> oh,
1: God. You are hitting this voice right now. This is definitely you in 2014. Like, hey, man. You went through this era.
0: Oh, my God. That's fucking hilarious. I the fifth.
2: Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah. This is a, it's been a r- for sure. though. <laughs>
0: This is request to trade to Hot Topic. This is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, this is a sign with Corn in the off season <laughs> I'm dead. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, All right. That's the end of that segment. We had to talk about it. You guys should have known as soon as we saw this haircut, this was going to be a TU3 special. We're built for this. Of course. <laughs> Next thing we're going to do. I want to launch a new segment that we're going to call NBA Deal or No Deal. Okay. How this is going to work is, I'm, this time we're going to do it around LaMelo Ball. And how we're going to do it is every time we do this, it's going to be around one player. And I'm going to list you guys a series of trade packages. And you got to tell me if you would take the deal or not. You got to say deal or no deal.
1: Sound good? All right. I'm, I'm with so it. do it.
0: So, NBA Deal or No Deal, LaMelo Ball Edition.
1: Get ready to slam that case down. <laughs> Shout out Harry Mandel.
0: <laughs> go. So, first up deal or no deal, would you trade LaMelo ball for Zion Williamson?
1: Ding ding ding. I'm taking it. Whoa, whoa, Donovan, what the hell?
2: Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa, whoa. We're supposed to I'm be
2: cool little
1: bit more than a little i of I'm taking, taking <laughs> of oh a my bit of a little bit this a little bit this Is little bit of a little bit This a little i of I understand all the health issues that come with Zion Williamson. But listen, you give me one year to figure out if he can be healthy. And then if not, next year, I know I can flip him for something else. So, <laughs> Oh, my <laughs> God, bro.
2: You're peak What's Charlotte you Hornets GM right here. This is a Charlie Hornets move. And you're correct. You would do this, bro. Put Zion Williamson along those juveniles. Oh, yeah. You cooking something. <laughs> 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 oh, God. But I would say no deal. I would say no deal because I feel like no Lamello ball has rare air type of potential because of the range that he's shown that he has while also being an elite of the elite passer and him being six, seven, he's never going to be like, and he's never going to be a defender. Yeah. Rare for sure. What does that mean? Because of his range. (laughs) like the type of player the type of player that he is there's not a lot of players in the NBA who has extensive range like a Trey Young or obviously Damian Lillard or Steph Curry or whatever and he has a tendency to like those deep type of shots and that alone separate that puts him in a different category offensively that we I mean
1: he likes to see. take them but he can't make them like they can
0: <laughs> you'll see the <this> season <laughs> nice yeah I mean I understand the hesitancy given Zion's injury history I'm willing to take that bet on Zion long term so I would do it next up LaMelo Ball for J-Dub and Josh Giddy. Donovan, don't say none. I am declining this deal. If you
2: offer me Ooh. Josh Giddy and J-Dub, I love them. I love both of these players. But I ain't doing this, bro. Neither of those players will ever be the cornerstone of my franchise. Mm, never the okay. face. But they're great. Listen, they're, they're cooking. They're great. But I, I, can't, I can't do this.
1: I understand. I understand that they might never be the cornerstone of your franchise the way LaMelo can. But you add one more piece to them two, and you are cooking. <laughs> Facts that is so true. Yes, yes. And Those two are Brandon Miller. I don't know.
2: I mean, that is yes. true. But it's a lot easier to find those two pieces compared to finding the piece that Lamelo Ball is.
1: Who do you think Lamelo is? Like, what do you think like, like, he like, is really not? Think, what is wrong listen, with you? I like. Look, I like Lamelo. I think he's cool. I think he's he's going to be like a really really good player, right? He's already made an All Star team. But let's not act like he's, you know, one of like the ten best players in the world. And if you're getting Jade, if you're getting J-Dub and Josh Giddy, yeah, yeah, that makes that makes sense. <sighs> I ain't gonna <laughs> that lie, that makes sense. This, Especially this for world, a guy who's been a, a just a little bit injury prone.
2: What happened to shame in this world, bro? LaMelo Ball goes out for like a chunk of the season, and everybody just forgets that he's a potential superstar <laughs> player, bro. God, man, he does. Like, yeah, his his potential still there.
0: This one will be hard for me to do, but if you think J Dub could be a future All Star too, I understand it. But I would hold on to Lamelo.
1: Nah, I might. I might have to take it. I'm like, <laughs> no it. deal. Next one,
0: Lamelo Ball for R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, and three first round picks.
1: I'm not doing it. I'm
0: Ooh. not doing <laughs> it. Not
2: Those doing three, three first, first round, round picks. picks are kind of calling me. That's a lot, the, uh, if the, Listen, especially if, if they're it's, unprotected.
1: If the Knicks, if the Knicks offered this. To the Hornets and they accepted it. I would be ecstatic because I knew that we just fleeced the Hornets (laughs) for everything that, that they had. Whoever gets RJ Barrett in the deal, I hate that I have like that we have taken this turn, but whoever gets RJ <laughs> Barry loses the deal. <laughs> it's simple as no that. No matter what,
2: I, it don't matter. <laughs> just RJ. Yeah, oh, no you matter, lost, my no boy. matter what, <laughs> because
1: you're gonna have to get rid of him in two years or whatever. So now it's just a manual quickly and three first round picks for Lamelo Ball. <laughs> Are you doing that? No, I'm not. I'm yeah, not. Gonna, no deal for me. No chance you. in hell. I'm doing this.
0: No I deal. Agree with you. <laughs> hey, you're getting <laughs> blocked. If you call me what that window. BS. Tell the banker, don't even call me. I know. Don't call me back. <laughs> <laughs> right, last one, Lamelo Ball for Paul George. This is a good one.
2: No but deal. I might have to say no deal because no deal. I have the next Paul George on my team. Why would I want to be redundant? Plus, this man's like thirty-four years old. You know what I'm saying. So it's like <laughs> I'm good on that. Give me Lamelo, the young
0: star.
1: Yeah, the age and the is the age and the injury history make me want to say no. So I'm yeah, yeah I'm You I'm Get a decade of
0: Lamelo and probably three or four more good years of Paul George. Yeah, he would well, be a
2: fucking fantastic vet yeah. in that locker room, though. No more goat life, Kai Jones man who likes to <laughs> do those <all laughs> uncreative stuff. I'm sure all the Tom Fruit hey would he's come to an something. end.
1: <laughs> go, go he's going through something. <laughs> yeah, tell, you? Listen, man, four years
0: of Paul George, that's valuable. He's, he's really fucking good.
1: I mean, yeah, like if you're the Sixers, if you're on the edge, if you were on the edge of a, um, of a yeah. championship, maybe. But if you're still rebuilding, trying to find your identity, now is not the time to go trade LaMelo Ball for a Paul George. If I, I, I was a Clippers, though, right? I
2: would do this in a fucking heartbeat. Hell yeah, man. You don't have to pay <laughs> Paul George anymore.
0: Okay, next thing we got, we're going to run back a classic old versus new. This one will be around NBA teams from the same franchise. So you guys okay. will see them on the screen, a team from a couple decades ago versus their version this year or in a, in a relatively recent year. Okay. Very simple. So which NBA team is better, old or new? First off, we got the New York Knicks. 2013 Knicks or the 2023 Knicks? Don, I'm going to let Listen, you cook in this one.
1: Whew. The 2013 Knicks is an all-time team. Okay, you have to Oh, understand my that. God. <laughs> Listen, this is, of, bas- this is one of... is New York of, basketball
2: right there, gross. This is one of
1: the greatest teams to ever lose in the second round in NBA history. <laughs> okay, You don't understand. Hashtag Nick's tape was going crazy on Twitter. Listen, this is... This is maybe not peak Carmelo Anthony, but peak New York Carmelo Anthony. Amari Stoudemire's knees hadn't exploded at this point. You were still good. It, you had a very young Amon Chumper. This was, this was, Nick's mixtape was rolling. 2023, it was fire. It was good. Julius Randle's still here. I oh don't love gosh. that. RJ I think Jalen
0: Brunson would give them buckets.
1: He probably yeah, nah. he probably could. <laughs> Nobody else on this twenty twenty on this twenty three <laughs> team is giving them buckets. That's not
0: happening. Listen, Josh Hart is striking fear into Melo's heart. Yeah,
2: man. You tell me, Le- Quentin Grimes, <laughs> Grimes is. You telling me, Quentin Grimes is not going to lock up Melo.
1: <laughs> Listen, I call Quentin Grimes the breakout player for the Knicks this year. He would get forty five put on his head by twenty thirteen. <laughs> like, let's oh, not thanks. let's not play around.
0: <laughs> no i'm kidding I, I, we can go 2013 that's fine next up we got 2009 lakers versus 2020 lakers
1: listen this one is this one is for nostalgic purposes this one's tough but if we're being real 2020 <laughs> kind of connie it's not tough
0: it's not tough at all <laughs>
1: 2020 whooping
2: the ass i'm sorry i love pal gasol but he ain't doing <laughs> nothing with peak ad bro yeah with
0: 2020 ad when he had that jumper you, you can't guard that. Like, Bubble AD was a fucking monster. And obviously, shout out Kobe. 2020 LeBron was still oh, damn near peak LeBron. I, I, I don't yeah. see any world where the 2009 Lakers can, can The right. only... Can talk- oh.
1: Listen, let 2009 Ron Artest try to defend LeBron. <laughs> Those elbows are going, right? <laughs> That's going to be a fight within two games of the series started.
0: <laughs> and nah. listen,
1: see? say what you want. Derek Fisher's rainbow shot was going in that year, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Rondo might have a problem. No, See, Rondo yeah. randomly
0: turned into a <laughs> player again for the last time in his career. He did, he that did. True. Somehow he recovered his career from the grave for nine months to make a championship run.
1: And <laughs> That's yeah, t- tests,
2: Instead of Ron Artest trying to guard LeBron, he needs to take that energy to the easiest hurtable target, which is AD at that point in time Give him a little, and one in his back, and on God, he's out for the rest of the year. Back
3: spasms, (laughs) (laughs) it's over for him.
0: That's funny. All right, next one: the nineteen ninety three Suns versus the twenty twenty three Suns. This is so unfair because we have
1: not even seen these guys play, (laughs) but. this feels, this give me right 2023
2: okay. there's an abundance of buckets to be given out on Charles Barkley's bald head <laughs> it's not they're not gonna know what to do as soon as KD Bradley Beal and Devin Booker three, four, five, six straight positions I saw his I saw his ass bro they're not gonna know what to do bro
0: motion <laughs> offense no, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going 93 I think peak Barkley with Kevin Johnson in his prime I and they also have a competent defense which the fucking 20th 20, 23 sons do not
1: I, I'm, I'm gonna go with 93
0: It don't matter. They ain't getting no buckets. 25
1: rebounds a night against this new version (laughs) of the Suns.
2: Hey, Yusuf Nurkic is literally bear hugging him. There is no rebounds for him tonight.
1: (laughs) Nurkic is Nurkic is not going to be able to play. He's getting ran off the floor. (laughs) Fouling out (laughs) immediately.
0: (laughs) I'm not a believer that Bradley Beal is going to make this team just walk to the finals.
2: Y'all y'all keep on doubting Devin Booker, man.
1: No, it's not him. He's not the one I'm worried about. It's not him I'm (laughs) doubting. I'll tell you that. I have concerns. Uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next up, we have the 2013 Clippers versus the 2023 Clippers.
1: Guys, you know what I'm about. I'm taking the 2013 Clippers because Uh, at least we can see them play together. (laughs) This 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 team doesn't play. This isn't a team, (laughs) it's an idea, it's a concept. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so <it's a> construct.
0: <laughs> yeah. the real twenty twenty
1: three Clippers, the friends he made along the way. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh!
2: If also 2023
1: is dunking all over every Zubac has no chance to dunk. To to Zubac has no choice and has no chance to jump with Blake Griffin or DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> yeah, that, no, that is I think true. Twenty
0: thirteen Clippers are legitimately a fantastic team. They just notorious chokers. I still think they're a good enough team to get the credit over the Clippers, who are honestly past their best version of this unit.
2: Yeah, but at the same, I forget DeAndre Jordan was a fucking All Star, dude, a multiple time All Star, wasn't he? Yeah, that's fucking no, that's crazy. Because there
0: was no good centers in the NBA, so yeah, for I'm sure. That, with but great
2: still, that tag, that tag is still aligned with him, bro. And I don't. Hey, that Lob City shit. I don't know what he's going to do. Matt Barnes in the corner and JJ Redick too. Pre-podcast? He was different. (laughs) (laughs) Pre-podcast.
1: And Jamal Crawford?
2: Oh my God. Six man of the year? Peak CP3 was a problem. This is a great team. They were supposed to win, but they've been plagued
0: because of the Clippers. (laughs) Plagued by utter failure at every turn. Nothing changed. (laughs) All right. Next up we got... Let me scroll down. Next up we have the 2015 Warriors versus the 2022 Warriors.
1: 2015. Easily. Easily?
3: Oh. E- easily.
1: I under, listen, I understand what 2022 did and everything that they were able to accomplish. 2015 was 67 and 50. They were the best Perhaps. team in the league. The defense was there. You had a younger Steph, a healthy Klay Thompson. Stop it. Oh, yeah. That
0: Clay Thompson is yeah, biggest then, difference here. Clay Thompson was nice. Still had peak of his powers defensively. Still had more offensive juice than he does now. And Draymond right. was fast. Could shoot a little bit. And you exactly. had so That's the
2: biggest thing. And then they yeah. also had a lot of bench depth as well around that. Crazy. The Andrew Barbosa. Franklin yeah, bro. Exactly. Like, this was part of peak Warriors. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Or pre-peak Warriors. So, I'm definitely in 2015.
0: 2022 did have Wiggins and those couple months of productive Jordan Poole. But I don't think that outweighs all the advantages of just youth that 2015 had. Draymond Jordanpool when he could shoot was crazy. Up every
1: play by Sean Livingston.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. That's at least 12 so points who's guarding off the mo, right there.
1: Who's guarding <laughs> Mo Buckets? Tell me that right now
2: when I think of Maurice Page, I just think of that random ass bunion on his head bro (laughs) oh my god
1: I ain't
0: guarding him bro
1: like (laughs)
3: leave
0: him alone (laughs) I will say 2022 Steph clears 2015 Steph so that's the one advantage that the new team has that is true but 2015
1: Clay clears 2022 Clay so by a mile yeah (laughs)
0: Yeah. we can go old last one The 2012 Grizzlies versus
2: the 2023 Grizzlies. Oh, man. The 2012
3: Grizzlies were a vibe, bro. A vibe? (laughs) What a way to describe them.
2: Yeah, they were a vibe, but, ah, man. I think I'm going 2012. ah,
0: I'm going 2023, honestly. Why? Listen, they both have a DPOY. I think John Morant is far better than Mike Conley. And yeah, Zebo was a great player in his day doesn't move me the way John Morant's impact moves me. I just don't the
2: think they have enough offense. Yeah, I might have to lean 2023 20, yeah. because the offense is just not moving the needle as much. And although the I mean, defense for, for 2012 is better, yeah, Nah. First of all,
1: Jaren Jackson, Jaren Jackson Jr. is getting two rebounds a game against Marcus Hall and Zach Randolph. He Se- is getting second of yeah, yeah, second, right. second of all. Putting
2: the straight jacket, John
1: Morant is going to have to beat Tony Allen off the off the dribble every single play, and then go into the trees of Zach Randolph and Marcus Hall. That I is just, true. He's not doing it. He's not. Doing I'm it. just not moved.
2: This team is this, just too advanced, and they're not talented enough. That's the thing for me.
1: Bro, they, they don't. Have, they, they don't have. They don't have to be. The game's going to be seventy to sixty-eight. Like nobody. <laughs> they don't have to. I score. think you
0: underrate how much better the Grizzlies are going to be since they shipped Dylan Brooks to China and brought in Marcus Smart. That's such a meaningful upgrade. I, I did forget about good.
1: that. I did forget about that. You're right. You're right. Yeah, like I, I, I think twenty-two minutes is going to be the good Just wait. Back. Just wait. me. Let's go. I forgot losing Dylan Brooks put them over the edge. They're a real <laughs> championship <laughs> contender now.
0: The Bacon power of Dylan himself. Brooks. Addition by subtraction. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. The power of Dylan Brooks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> His impact. <laughs> yeah, man. That's that segment. We can move on to the next thing. Next thing we're going to do, I'm going to list some NBA players and you guys are going to have to tell me from one to ten, how much do you still believe in them? let so, okay. This should be an interesting one. It's going to be guys that have either been disappointing, have either been bust, have something to prove for variety of reasons. Okay, okay. So, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much do you believe in these NBA players still? Ben Simmons.
1: 2 3.
2: Damn. Damn. We're right Damn. here. <laughs> yeah. We're right here. Off.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't. Not. No, the back issues, the the back issues are concerning the fact that he still cannot shoot free throws. The fact that he still cannot shoot jumpers. He just hit 10, fact-
2: three, 10 straight the other day. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank God. Listen, I think that that was edited. I do not believe that. Edited. I don't believe that, that, that actually happened. Uh, I'm going to go five.
0: I don't think it's likely that he gets back to his old self, but I'm holding out hope for at least one more year that another year removed from injury, he can have a chance to get at least somewhat back to all-star form. But if this year comes and he's still mediocre, it's over.
2: Yeah, after this year, there is no reason to go ahead and believe in him because he's shown no predicator to that. But I think three is a good three is a good rate because they, if he fails, how can I be disappointed? I have no expectations. So I'm yeah. leaving at that.
0: Okay. DeAndre Ayton. I'm going to say a I'll five. I'll go about six.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes, that makes sense. I think that, I think Aiton is now going into a situation where you have a lot of guards and it's just going to be him and Robert Williams, uh, like really like manning the the front line, manning the center position. He's going to get a lot of touches. He's going to have a lot of opportunities to run the offense through him. This is going to be kind of like a rebirth for him. So I, I think that like he's already physically talented. He can take that to, to a different level in Portland.
0: Yeah. I'll go with seven. I think he got a little bit underrated. People, he's playing for a coach that fucking hated his guts last year and now he's going somewhere like you said he has a chance to rewrite himself and have a second chance with a new unit that doesn't have those chemistry issues I think he'll be better than people think next year
2: yeah but at the same time as these young guys go ahead and continue to develop he's inevitably just going to be unhappy again and think he should be the face <laughs> the number one two option and then he's going to get kicked to the curb again <sighs> hopefully that don't happen though so I have to say five
0: okay Next up,
1: Joel Embiid. I mean, Try, believe in him to do what? <laughs> not be, be big hard in the playoff.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna say. More? I'm gonna say uh Nah, come on! I think the expectations for him are low. Can if he can be like twenty percent better? Can you shoot? Not like you're a point guard from the field. <laughs>
1: no, but
0: uh, it's like, nah, uh, y'all. I'm past. I'm going to. Until he can put together a healthy playoff run and be the level of player he is in a regular season, I'm not going to believe he's going to do it because he's never once done it. Every single year there's been an issue, either health-related or choking-related, that has stopped him from being that level of player you want him to be in the playoffs. I'm not going to be fooled again.
1: Having more faith in Ben Simmons than Joel Embiid is crazy. I know. (laughs) (laughs) That's on paper, Isaac.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Listen, different standards there, but listen, I have more faith that Ben Simmons will be better next year than I do that Joel Embiid will be better next year. Uh, I'll, okay. I'll say four I'll different say scales four. obviously <laughs> <laughs> yeah I want to say five so
2: because there no one cares anymore about whatever Joel Embiid does in the postseason I feel like you and you know what he is pretty much one more bad off season you're right nailing a coffin it's over him
0: but I'm I go ahead and give it a five. The coffin last year last year was a notorious choke job The what him and James Harden accomplished was a momentous feat of failure
2: what a line (laughs) Uh,
0: all right next up zion williamson
2: i gotta give this like a i want to say four four i want to say four i almost said three there's no real reason can you just stay on the court bro that's it that's literally it. i'm
0: still on silent island i still think he's gonna be good i'll go six and a half he just hasn't
1: uh, he just hasn't been healthy at all for like a reasonable stretch. It's been four seasons, his, and he's had in, in his like entire seventy five percent of a one healthy season. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just don't, I just don't see it. I can't, I can't get there.
0: Only reason I'm holding on to hope is the Joel Embiid comp. He had three or four years in the beginning of his career, riddled by injuries. He got it together, a decent amount, and he made MVP season type runs. I hold a little bit of faith that Zion could do the same thing if he takes his health seriously. So I'm, I'm still giving him a chance. You're a better I'm man. I'm be. a, I'm no, asking, if he's I'm a little, to little bit healthy, he's gonna be All NBA. Like all he has to do is be healthy, and he's already that good.
1: That's a little bit healthy, but that's if, a huge. Listen, if you have to, to, to play 65 games, I don't think that Zion will ever play 65 games in a season.
0: Damn. Oh come on! And eventually, he will.
1: I don't. I have no reason to believe that he will play <laughs> 65 games in a season. That's crazy. I mean, you're
2: not wrong for that. You have he. He did provide you no, no proof. <laughs> yeah, behind there's that, no so. proof. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly, bro. <laughs> Donald Williamson, I challenge you to play 65 games this season. <laughs> I challenge you
0: <laughs> to fuck the bucket of ice. <laughs> All right, next up, Jordan Poole. Oh,
2: 10. Oh my God. He's gonna do exactly what I expect him to do. Go ahead and collect his buckets, the baddies, <laughs> and go home, bro. And make and make everyone on fantasy sports happy as hell.
0: Yeah, I'll go. I think he's gonna be a lot better than he was last year. I think that he'll be on a team that is tailor-made to let him cook and his reputation will recover amazingly.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm gonna go six. I think that this can go. Oh my god. Hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. I think that this can go either way, and I think that Jordan Poole can very clearly, and it sounds like a lot of people already expect it. Jordan Poole can be a really good player on a very bad team, and get a lot of just like, hey, hey, you're averaging 25 because you're the only one here. He could be that, or he could take another leap. But like, yes, he's going to have the opportunities to cook, but he's also been very erratic throughout his career. So there is a possibility that he's just an inefficient chucker whenever he gets to Washington, and they let him take 25 shots a night.
0: Yeah. Listen, I didn't say they'd be a good team. I didn't say they were tailor-made to win games. I just said he'll do good. I just said he'll do good. Oh, it man. can go
1: it can go either way, but I, I'll put the six just because he is talented and I'll give him some props for that.
0: Okay. Next up, James Harden. Oh my god, zero. Zero. He, does, he deserves <laughs>
2: nothing, bro. Zero.
0: Listen, man. I was a James Harden stan for years. The Rockets were my second favorite team. I wrote for him to death. Done with that shit. I'm not gonna Damn. believe in him ever again. He will not Scar break our heart over time. I'm over (laughs) Scar child. I tried to tell you years ago. Damn. Listen, it was three playoff meltdowns ago. I gave up hope. Now I'm just sad every April. Yeah, no, it's definitely. I'm not.
1: I'm not sad. And I'm not. I'm not sad. I'm not disappointed. I'm not even surprised because I expect him to (laughs) under deliver in the playoffs at this point. It just is what it is.
2: You've ah, been used and pain. abused and confused for years, and look at you now, Donovan. <laughs> <laughs> look at you now. You're not letting, letting exactly. anybody trick off you anymore. I respect it, man, uh, Never. James Harden. Yeah, I give it a zero, bro. <laughs> anybody tricking on me? <sighs>
0: <Pain>. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, Carl Anthony Towns. Once I again, say to a do five.
2: what? Like I don't know. To be healthy. <laughs> to be healthy and maintain whatever status
1: in to whatever positive
0: light in build, the NBA. To be a star level player worth building around.
1: Oh, that's a zero.
0: That's a status. <laughs> that that's
1: a, that's, a, that's a zero. I think that is like just, un, that's just unreasonable to ask of him. Now, <laughs> can he be, can he contribute to winning basketball and be the third option on a team? Yeah, he, he definitely has roles to where he can like be a viable piece to a very good team. I will never build my team around Carl Anthony Towns. <laughs> so that's just a zero. Yeah. the though.
2: Going from GM saying that I'd rather have Car anthony Towns back in 2015 or 2016 over LeBron and KD to now, can he be the third option on a very good team? <laughs> that's a drop probably off he from falls. hell. Yeah. Holy shit. I
0: still think that if you put him with the right teams around him, put him next to a Ford like a Draymond Green that can be that mobile defender at the rim, he can be good and probably be a second option. But yeah, you're not going to win anything with him as your number one player. It's, that's Those days are done.
1: How many years has yeah. he been in the league? Like seven since eight. Seven, eight. can we can we
0: figure so out real quick? Seven, hey, you got drafted in 2015, so this must oh, be his, 2015. Yeah, must huh? be
1: he's going, he's played eight years. He's going into year nine. We've had nearly a decade of Carl Anthony Towns, <laughs> and we're still trying to say, oh well, if this happens, if this happens, he is who he is, and that's okay. Listen, Carl Anthony Towns, just shine in your role. Do what you have to do, right? <laughs> but it's just not. I'm just not going to win the championship with him as my best player.
0: Nope. <laughs>
1: Second, even maybe second player is a stretch. We'll see. Maybe Anthony <laughs> Edwards
0: would be the alpha he needs.
1: Now with not go Gobert. They messed that whole situation up
0: badly. What a travesty, man. Uh, if they just had Jaden McGann was at the four, it would be so much better.
2: <laughs> finesse, of the,
0: bro, finesse of the century. Oh, my gosh. All right, man. That's that segment. We got one more thing before we get out of here. This one's going to be an open-ended question I want to ask you guys. If, Okay, so I'll just say the hook, and we'll get straight into it. If you were Adam Silver for a day, what would you change about the NBA?
2: I'm deleting the Los Angeles Clippers from the entire NBA, erasing their <laughs> history. <laughs> they don't belong. <laughs> Find somewhere else. Go, go, go to Taiwan, somewhere, Philippines, somewhere. Not here. You don't belong here. <laughs> Pack your bags, I love it. leave. The Clippers. Hey, don't let Adios. It stop.
1: <laughs> bon voyage. That's, that's great. That's great. Shout out to the Clippers slander. I if, listen, if I was Adam silver basketball wise, I'm taking out the block charge I'm taking out I'm taking Ooh, out the charge. Choice. The charge is not a basketball play, and it's a weak play in that. If you are just running to a spot hoping to get tackled, that is not basketball. <laughs> Put listen. your hands up, jump, play defense. You got people who are six, ten, seven feet tall running running trying <laughs> to take a charge. if you don't jump and try to get a block <laughs> get, get, we don't need that in our listen, game. Stop that. get that out. <laughs> I just got three tell things, me. Yeah. I would get rid of
0: restricted free agency. I think it's criminal. I think it's bad for the players. It, I hate it. Two, I would make NBA City jerseys be once every three years instead of every year. Cause the fact that we have 30 new jerseys every year has gotten to the point where it's impossible to have 30 good ideas every year. So many of them are garbage. It's not good so for me anyway.
1: You gotta go at <laughs> least five. Not not even three, at least five.
0: Yeah. It's a cool idea, but the volume of now, it's just too much. Especially when there's good ones that are just forgotten in history after one year. It's, it serves no one.
1: Tried
2: to tell you. I can agree with that. I can and agree finally, with that.
0: I think the in-season tournament winner should get the 15th pick in the draft right after the lottery. Mm, that's a great idea. That's insane. Yes, yeah, and every Adam, team would try to win. A lot line. of teams will fight for that we because that's cook, an asset build, that Adam. players
2: Yeah, that's an asset that <laughs> can players would actually want to fight for. LeBron would go crazy for that 15th pick. So he could trade it for his next star. Maybe if they had that, <laughs> bro, oh my goodness. If he had that, you can easily you can easily move some things. You can easily move some things. Yep. That's a brilliant idea. Now so, listen, uh, but
1: counterpoint, but counterpoint. If I'm Marjan Bochamp, why am I why am I trying to play so that they can just draft my replacement next year with the 15th overall pick?
0: What is he going to do? Fucking miss shots on purpose and get benched? Go for it. You're Marjan. <laughs> you have no room for <laughs> error. <laughs> <You're gonna laughs> Come on now. Like <laughs> You're Marjan. Let's be real. <laughs> the easiest way to guarantee you get your replacement drafted is to miss shots on purpose. <laughs> yeah. You're going to draft a second runner to replace your stupid so that's ass. a
1: Listen, that's a, that's a time for low management.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that's great. That's the episode. If you're still here, follow us on Twitter. I need to give somebody a PS5. It's burning a hole in my pocket. I want to give it to y'all as fast as possible. Get us to 10,000 followers and I can Facts. promise you it's one of yours. Facts. Hurry up, y'all. What should people comment?
1: It's on, it's on y'all. I'm head empty. No thoughts right now.
0: Okay. If you're still here, comment, uh, comment abolish city jerseys.
1: Yes. Great Let's idea. do it. Let's see that in the comments. Abolish of city them.
0: jerseys and comment. I want that PS5 as always. <laughs> I'll all right see so. y'all later
1: peace